But when you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready, parts. Understand that. Microphone check, it's something new, y'all breaks. These views only prelude from the dude on stage. I'm old school, so my mind is in a New York state. Still feel like I'm the best rapper in a New York state. Though I'm a Jersey City product, we like two doors break. Maybe I'm just the best rapper whipping New York plates. And need to be the guy. If Fetty is the face of New Jersey, then you see how badly we need it. No, we ain't live. <laughs> I mean, we live. We are live. <laughs> but shit, he didn't. We ain't live. <laughs> we ain't really recording. We're not live. We ain't really recording. Still talk to the people. Goddamn. <laughs> well, it's another Sunday, folks. You know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Laugh track is the laugh. So I guess you could say three Coronas. I had three Coronas. I had two Bud Lights. And I had a strawberry. A uh, strawberry? That's joint, yeah. You like them shits? Stop them, dude. Because it's like, Pause. it's a sick handle. <laughs> because how'd you be sweetened up and hurting at the same time? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's like, it's so backwards. How you, it's like drinking, like, you know, hard Kool-Aid. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Like, exactly. what it is. I used to have Kool Aid with cereal at one point, so imagine drinking that. How did that combination come together? What flavor Kool Aid was you using? Everything. Red, purple, purple, and whatever color you can choose. That's what it was. But you know, you're in a cup, so I just put it in a bowl. But. But yeah, so it's, it's an odd combination. It just makes me feel uneven, and I kind of like <laughs> it. It brings a, an interesting uh, personality up out of me. You know? Yeah, those those fruity type, you know, concoctions. Like I've had my memories with them. Like not like the the mad dogs mm-hmm. of the world. Like I stayed away from that coming up. But chaos. Like, I landed on those damn Boons four locos at one point. Oh man, man. I ain't never tried that. No. You man, I'm not gonna say you don't want to. But at the same time it's man. like Yeah. yeah I, I think it's too late, man. I can't no, do it. It's, nah, it's, it's nah. Every time I drink some fruity or yeah, something like that, I can't drink the sweet shit. Though. Though. No, that you'll, shit does not turn out right. You'll be the new dread off of that though. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? What is this? <laughs> I will tell you my first story with those, which was the most ridiculous. Um, so it was when I was working at Milliman, and I don't know if you were there at the time or not still. And, um, you know, I worked the late shift, so mm-hmm. whatever, and like, I'm a night out naturally, so I'm gonna be up. Mm-hmm. But I know I gotta get some kind of sleep, so I was like, man, let me just go and get me something from the store, mm-hmm. you know, to, you know, mellow me out and go and put me to sleep. Well, I wasn't really paying attention to what I picked up. I just saw four loco and I was like, oh, I heard about that. Let me get one of those. Yeah. So I think I picked up the lemonade one and I was like, all right. So I'm sipping. Lemonade. 
and the cool refreshing <laughs> drink. Well, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, we watched that so many times. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I mean, <laughs> since y'all, have you, you said you had a fall off of yeah, that. Okay. You, had, you never had one. No. You never had one. <laughs> never. So, it's like, it's alcohol, obviously, so, you know, it's, it's a depressant at some point, but mm-hmm. it has an energy drink concept to it. Yeah, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't so, like this. Don't like this. Yes, you do. That's right. <laughs> but see, I drink it for the wrong reason. I was trying to mellow out and go to sleep, right. you know, after having a nightcap, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I took the wrong nightcap. Oh. <laughs> so you were in the room? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, this this is just wrong. I don't, I don't I need to leave these alone. Oh, yeah. good lord! So <laughs> yeah, don't. The moral of that story: don't don't drink a full knuckle. You trying to sleep? Well, oh, it's funny, y'all. Drink it when you trying to you trying to amp up and have a good time. Absolutely. Yeah, they got some other stuff. Dang, what was it? Somebody told me about it. It was like weed, huh? You remember what? when we had that? Uh, was it weed eyes? Can. What? It was crooked eyes. It was like Wait, the for the old school. No, that no, that's Saint Eyes. Saint Eyes, okay. Crooked Eyes was like the. I guess they wanted to make it like a wine cooler version. Oh no, no, no! It was same concept. Uh, yeah. I remember. But it was like for a loco though. Yeah, didn't like fun- Snoop have the commercial? That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Snoop and Pac had that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, I do remember that. Yeah. Didn't he rap on that? Joint? Yeah. I just yeah, got, I remember that. I just got it because of that commercial. Just because of the commercial. Oh yeah. yeah. I remember, that was that was what I was drinking when I was sitting on the floor playing Tekken. Power. Yep. Market. That's all. That's why I was for this. That's why I was going. Sitting on the floor playing Tekken, <laughs> drinking. I drank all of it. I feel fine. Yeah. I stood up. I was like, Oh Lord Jesus. <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> My legs said. No, he was, dude, he was sitting there for like three, four hours. Just, Playing the game now, all right. of a sudden he's like, right, I'm going around this stuff. I look back, <laughs> you're right. I think so. <laughs> I, I'm not quite. He sure. sat back up in really the know. controller. He's like, man, might as well go and finish, brother. You <laughs> 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 took that air. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's keep playing. That's hilarious, y'all. Oh, yeah, man. Those, those, those drinks, man. They'll, they'll get you. Yeah, man. You know, it's nothing like discovering what you can and can't do drinking wise because you don't know until you try. Right. You know. So, like, everybody has, you know, we discussed it before, everybody has a drink that they just, they just can't fuck with. Yeah. And, but you don't know that until, until it happens. Yeah. Right. Until it's too late. And then yes. you're like, I can't, this is it, this is the one. <laughs> oh, I'm bleeding from my eyes. <laughs> it's not over. Oh, <laughs> I've got two now in my old age that I, two? I don't fool with at all. What are you, phones? No. <laughs> no, I mean y'all y'all know the tequila story. Of course. So, yeah. yeah. And uh I still be trying fireball. to I can't I can't just I don't understand what happened with fireball. It's too much well, okay. Uh, now that I think about it, three that I that really just I don't do well with anymore. Mm-hmm. Tequila, like mm-hmm. any type of tequila shot, like especially if yes. I've already been drinking. Yes. Like the taste of it. Like mm-hmm. if y'all don't know, it makes me sick. Mm-hmm. Like literally I get queasy. It's gonna come out. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. You got to hear this. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I got to tell you. The second one is uh, Fireball. 
Uh-huh. I was all good with Fireball, but it's that that cinnamony, sugary. Tell me, man, something about that sugar. Yeah, it that's exactly what it is. It's the sugar that yeah. gets me. I can't do it. And you may remember Rumplemints at this particular point. Oh, that was so man. funny. You introduced me to Fireball. You introduced me to Rumplemints. Now you can no longer drink these things. Either one of them. But see, it's different. I can drink Rumplemints. I'll just black out. That's like I won't, I'll go on autopilot. Boom. Oh, nothing about that. And I won't know anything that I've been on autopilot. Oh man! And I, that's why I can't drink I it. I, I, literally, the times I do drink it or have drink it, take shots of it, there are spots of memory that are non-existent. Okay, I got you. Hmm. So I, I you. try to stay away from that shit at all costs now. But of course, you know somebody. Hey man, take a shot of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that's not what I'm. Yeah. About. What is this? Mm-mm. Put that back. Uh-uh. Your mind's definitely tequila. Tequila shots. Yeah. The stories that people got on me about tequila. Oh my god, it's embarrassing. I remember one time. Man, we gonna get this court. One time, I think I was in Grapevine. <laughs> Let's see what really happened. One time, I was in Grapevine. I, I'll never forget. I was in Grapevine years back. Uh, they used to party at the, the hotel, the big old hotel in Grapevine. Uh, the Gaylord, mm-hmm. uh, Gaylord, Gaylord. Texas. Yeah. Gaylord. All right. So that was when I was drinking uh, Gaylord Park. Uh, uh, Long Island's too. You know what? Mm-hmm. So I combined that and like Patron shots to each. I remember being on the floor dancing some old school stuff, and I'm doing this in the air. Now, <laughs> 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 people to this day they will not stop talking about this story. It's the most embarrassing. And one of the most embarrassing stories. Never in the world. let it go. They man. have not let it go. And just gotta learn how to laugh, at it, bro. Oh, man. It was Oh, you got to learn how to laugh at it, man. Because nah. trust me, I, I've got a few myself. It's like, man, don't tell yes, the story does. again. Please mm, don't tell I the story. It, I hate it. I but it, it always gets told, so I have to learn how to laugh at it. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, like if your mom brings up some old right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you <laughs> you know. stand over smiling. <laughs> <laughs> that permanent shit face. Yeah. Good job. Miss Hastings is in the building. What up, CH? What's good, man? No, Miss, not Mister. Oh, hey, Tanya. I, <laughs> I couldn't see her from here. Is this attractive? I don't think this is attractive. What is this? Too much. No, that's too much. That's too. Much. too, that's too much. Your shoulders. I can appreciate. I can appreciate the hard work. I can appreciate. I appreciate the hard work. But yeah, that's too much. She, she needs to stay at home a couple of days. Yeah, that's too much for that's me. Too much. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on, Tanya. You don't have any stories about me being drunk, right? Oh boy. Oh boy. Give it a minute. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I'm gonna say yes. I, I I don't think so. I don't think Tanya does. Like a, a personal story. Wait a minute. Yes, she does. Damn. Oh. See? <laughs> but I, I but I don't know if she gonna remember. This is a funny thing. But we're gonna see. Mm-hmm. We're you gonna, 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 gonna tell the story? No, I'm not telling you. So if she brings it up, I tell I tell the story, man. But by the way, we're the Hollywood Park Podcast. I'm Steve Rogers, it's Antoine Jackson with Wild of Love. And I guess for today, y'all may have seen him. We've known the dude for a long time. From BT's hits from the streets. Christian Smith, man. What's going on? Been kicking it with us. Shout out. Yeah, man. Good dude here, man. We go back to, to high school, to college, to some of the most ignorant memories in the history of friendship. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Christian the Freestyle King. Yeah. Oh, man. Man. Woo! Let me go get the uh, CDK. So you can... <laughs> man. 
I still, I still can like you, bro. It was hey, the man. most violent freestyle I've ever heard. I <laughs> He's killed everyone in here. <laughs> Everybody's dead. <laughs> I ain't never murdered about my dad. <laughs> At the top, it sounded good. I was like, God, dog. What's that going in? What's going in, man? Yeah. So, um, what we got? What we got topics wise? Oh, you know what? Yeah, me and Chris were talking about this uh, earlier. Where was the UFC fight? Um, Tyron Woodley against Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I missed it, but yeah, it, was, it sounds like it was okay. You, it's okay that you missed it. Yes, oh, please. <laughs> I yes. missed it too. Yes, there's a whole bunch of circling around. Let me tap you a couple times. Circle around for like minutes of circle. Just. Literally, just circling around. So, like, literally, for like three, for like the first two, the three rounds, and then it finally slowly started picking up, but it wasn't much until the last round. So, what? Tyron Woodley retained his belt. Okay. Majority decision. Bogus. Should have lost. You think think it was the one was? Should have lost. I mean, were there any (laughs) other exciting undercards, at least? Um, The Mark Hunt, uh, Alistair Mm -hmm. Overing. Overing. That was that was oh, a, a phenomenal fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, and he won. The, the Overeem put him out with a knee, yeah, right? He won. He he, he clipped him. Uh, hit him with a knee. <laughs> it was funny because when he got hit with a knee, when Mark got hit with a knee, he was like, "Oh." <laughs> 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 he went from people from left to right. What's interesting about that fight is the fact that Mark Hunt is suing the UFC for because of the Brock Lesnar fight. Okay. He felt that he should have got Brock's purse because of Brock being. Um, Basically, pop for steroids. Right, that's what I was saying. He so, had a drug test, yeah. So, yeah, he's suing UFC, Brock Lesnar. But after the fight, didn't Mark Hunt just run out? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. I hate people do that. I hate people do that. Yeah. It pissed me off when Ronda did it. After yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, like no, you stay, no, you know, lost. Answer questions. Stand up there, take that L. Take the L. <laughs> and talk. When, when, when Connor lost, what do you do? You stood right there. I'm going to take this L like a man. Press conference. I'm gonna stand here. I'm gonna talk to y'all. Everything. Still looking clean. That's how you. That's that's professional. That's professionalism. You, this like is your job, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, y'all touched on a couple of interesting topics. I mean, the fact that GSP is coming back to yes. fight Michael Bisping. Yes. Is that exciting for you? For me, it is because I've been watching for like eight years. Okay. And uh, he was one of the fighters that just stood out out right. of the out of the the mix, and um, and a lot of the legends. You know they're on their downfall, right? And we were watching them go down. Like Spider, right. witnessing his his downfalls is, is depressing. He was my favorite favorite fighter. Yeah, but yeah. He was my second favorite at the time. At the time. So you know to see him take the break, come back, and then fight a big name. I'm excited to see how it's going to turn out, but I already know that he's not going to knock the dude out because he don't knock nobody out. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a technician, right? Yeah. And he sound like a robot. But that's neither here nor there. So, you know, I'm talking about RoboCop, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared for him, man, because the thing is, Michael Bisping used to fight at 205. Okay? Yes. So it's He's fighting at 185. Yeah, that's right. GSP walk around by 195, which means he only cut at 10 pounds. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a big dude, man. It, it is. No, people right. don't understand how much weight plays a part in... The physical aspect. You know, especially when you're in the clinch, in, in the areas where George wants to take the fight, mm-hmm. that's where Michael is bigger than him. Yep. Michael has great takedown defense. Like, I don't... He got a great chin. Nigga. Great chin. Except for when Except for Anderson, he got laid. Anderson <laughs> need him in the face. Yeah, that's, the, that's one of those And times. see, that's my thing is, um, <laughs> I, I don't... I've, 
I've liked the contact sport. I've liked UFC, but I haven't been into it nearly as YouTube. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned Spider, which is my favorite fighter, just because we share the same birthday. So I would follow him for that reason. But the luster of the sport has been lost, in my opinion. Like I don't follow it nearly as I like I used to. And seeing GSP coming back, like taking it from you know he took his time off from the ring and he lost. Then he takes the acting role. You know, in um, Winter Soldier, Captain America, Winter Soldier. I think he was in the set, uh, new kickboxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kickboxing. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm of the mindset like when fighters start taking movie roles, like that's the end of their career. <laughs> Gina Carano, Gina Ronda. Carano, Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, this means in Triple X. Yes, he was he a champion. Yeah. You know, as a champion. Mm-hmm. But that was at the beginning of the sport still too that was still when it was still relatively early, when UFC was early like Triple X was like 0-2 uh, no I'm talking about this talking new Triple X he in that one like, oh I haven't seen I haven't seen either but I do I guess see his parts of his acting yeah I don't know man I feel like if there was somebody that GSB could be as far as that's a current champion this thing would probably be the one now I don't I don't think that he can't beat Woodley but I don't know what he's going to look like. So it just depends what he looks like. That's true. But here's the thing is that I feel like they didn't, they're not setting this up for something else afterwards. Right. Like what happens to GSP if he loses? Yeah. What you do? And see, that's where I was going with it. Like yeah. what is the state of the UFC now with these things happening? Like, is it still a draw? Is it something that if you're not a fan, what's bringing you to it? Like, I, cause me, like I was just telling you, like, I'm not compelled to really watch a fight unless it's a big fight. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I'm like, yeah, whatever. If it's on, I might watch it, but yeah. like, I'm not really, I'm not where I was three years ago. I was trying to watch a fight. <clears throat> and in three yeah. years time, I'm like, well, well, I feel like, um, the, the sport in itself is going away from what drew me to the sport. What I liked about the UFC initially was the fact that you work your way up the right way. It's not about who you're talking to, all the talking, yeah, politicking, the same way that boxing was. That's what turned me off about boxing. You work your way up, you fight who you're supposed to fight, and you will work your way to a champion, championship. Now, shit, if you call out the right person, and if the media likes it, all of a sudden you and, you know, you fighting for the belt. Like, like, I'll take Connor for him. Shout out to that boy APG. What's happening? Logged in. He was here last week. Like, take Connor. Connor. And what's good? I see you, man. Is that on there? Um, he fought Dennis Seaver mm-hmm. before he fought for the belt. Mm-hmm. Dennis Seaver was ranked number nine. Mm-hmm. How the hell did you jump? Now, don't get me wrong. You know, he beat Jose Aldo, which I, I kind of think that was a fluky punch, but yeah. he got away with it, whatever. But, I just, that's just, that ain't right. That just doesn't feel right to the rest of the people in line. Well, not to cut you, cut you off. How it works, well, let me, let me backtrack a little bit. When it comes to fighters, if they lose on a contract, you get three L's. Yeah. You can't go get no more than three. If you get three, you out. Yeah. But then the whole, that's why you see a lot of these older fighters, older fighters going to like Bellator. And right. All the other cast fighters. So that's just to give you a backtrack on that. Um, when it comes to people getting called out, Dana, is built to give you give the people what they want. If it gets called out and people are excited about it, he's going to set up the fight because it's all money at the end of the day, mm-hmm. right? Regardless of, uh, of matchups. And, and three, when it comes to Conor, have you seen anyone more exciting at this point? As far no, as the hype, no, right, no, no, no. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's the face of the sport. The he's the face of the so, sport. And so you got to sell what's 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 the hype. You know, it's, it's no different than um, 
the Lakers with Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan with with Chicago. Uh, name name an athlete that has this huge. I mean, that's, that's true. It's all money at the end of the that's day. That's true. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Yeah. But it's all money, and it's yeah, business. and I understand that. I mean, you know and, and the UFC was bought for four billion dollars, so you got to make that money. Oh, there, there, there he is himself, the villain himself, <laughs> the Black <laughs> Beast. <laughs> uh, but, what's up, Derek? But I think Derek Haynes. Oh, what's up, man? In my mind, to legitimize the sport, you have to you have to do the right thing, mm-hmm. even if it's not making the blockbuster fight every single time, right? You build. That's the way you build up stars. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So okay. that's that's what I disagree with. What's going on? Don't get me wrong. I'm gonna watch everyone. Oh, yeah, because that's what I, I'm. I'm a diehard fan. Right. You I like fans, I right? like no. the UFC more than any other sport. That's how much of a diehard fan. See, I am. The, the, this is this is the kicker though. With the UFC, as much as I like the stars, it's the ones that don't have the name that I pay attention to. Yeah, yeah. Because it's so many of them. And these cats, they don't make that much money. You know, yeah. 15 grand, mm-hmm. 20 grand, 30 grand, yeah. or whatever. So they, the hunger is real. Right. Yeah. Like, um, the Ultimate Fighter, they ain't playing. Like, these yeah. cats really, really, really want to get in. And so, and, and I appreciate mm-hmm. the buildup of showing it. And that's another side of UFC that they, they should do more is really building, um, uh, allowing the uh, the consumer to to grow with the the fighter, yeah. and that's what they used you know what to saying? do. Yeah, and I I feel like the sell the WME thing that's what's taken away from that because they like well we spent four billion dollars I'm gonna need that money back, bro. Yep. So you need to put on these big ass fights. Yep. And and the timing of it couldn't be more terrible. Connor's girl is pregnant, so he's out for a little while on paternity leave. John Jones ain't coming back till the summer. Ronda Rousey's ass kicked every time she come into the octagon. Dying, yes, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's a wrap. Yeah, GSP, yeah. he just came back. Before that, he had nothing. Brock Lesnar pound for steroids. So that's all your big stuff. he retired, too. Yeah, and he should. Shit. Absolutely. He can't take a punch. She can't take a punch. He can't take a punch. He can You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? For real. But I feel you. I feel you. I'm, I'm with. I'm with you on that. They need to go back to what the seventy six is saying. Trust the process. Oh, we ain't even started with that. <laughs> Y'all mentioned something very, very important too, which I, I think you know is important right now because boxing hasn't been what it's been in the last few years, and we all know, you know, mm-hmm. because of the the Mayweather. Well, one, there's no real heavyweights that you can get behind, and, and heavyweights have carried boxing since mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, you have your middleweights and lightweights and welterweights that make the sport exciting, but there's nothing exciting right now. No. So, I think that bridge, which is taking your top UFC fighter versus your top boxer in Conor McGregor and Mayweather, like. We all know that's a gimmick. I mean, that's yeah, a gimmick. I hate, you know, I hate that. Is there any seriousness to that? No, no, it's just, it's man. Just I, a clown show. That reminds me of it's, it's going to happen. Undisputed move. It's going to happen. <laughs> that, 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 I think that's where the thought process came from. Is undisputed. Uh-huh. Have you seen that? Talk to me, bro. I, that's the <laughs> show, right? But, um, skip, skip it. No, 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 no. No, there's more. Well, yes, called undisputed. Oh, no. the, okay. That? This is funny. Go ahead and tell it because that's that's actually I like that analogy. Pretty much, it's, it's a prison movie. And um, right. the part two is Michael John White, who okay. is obviously in real life. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. You got to start with the first hold one because it's even funnier. Well, the first one is funny as hell. All but, right. <laughs> so, in the first movie, there's Ving Rhames mm-hmm. and Wesley Snipes. 
Okay. <laughs> Bing Rames is the prison champ. Mm-hmm. And Wesley Snipes, which is crazy at the time, he gets popped and goes to prison. But he's the champ, you know. In I prison. thought it was the other way around. No. No. Was it? Okay. Wesley, Wesley was the No, no, no. It was the other way yeah. around. Was it? Yeah. yeah. It was the other way mm-hmm. around. Wesley Snipes was the prison champ. And Ving Rames was a champ in the real world, but he, it's like, didn't he get popped like rape or something and yeah, to jail? Yeah, this okay. sounds very much But good. as soon as I saw it, I was like, nigga, this is Mike Tyson. This is exactly what it is. It is. <laughs> but the way the movie is contoured, not to get too far of a topic, is that you automatically get behind uh, Wesley Snipes as an underdog because he's the guy that needs it to like because you hate Ving Rames even though he's the champ. Okay. So, of course, they end up setting up a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who's going to be the undisputed champ, right. you know, in the eyes of, of whoever's looking at it. Right. What's up, T. Lacey? What's good, man? So, man. So, the second one is where Steve was born in terms of <laughs> the popularity. So, Scott Atkins, which is one of my favorite martial artists, um, is... Boyka. Uh, the champ in the mm-hmm. movie, Yuri Boyka. Like, dude is, like, ridiculously cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the movie that came out just recently. Right. Yeah. Uh... He was in, uh, what you call it, by the way? Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, like he's, like, B actor wise, mm-hmm. like, most, some, most of the great martial artists are always going to be in B movies because of the physicality and they can actually pull off the martial arts stunts mm-hmm. without having to get a stunt man. Right. Man, so he's been cool. big on it. He's been bad, in dude. tons and tons of movies. Okay. But, um, you bring in Michael J. White, who is, a terrible actor in himself, but a very, very accomplished. Except for Black artist. Dynamite. What? <laughs> that movie was off. He's hilarious. The cartoon. Have y'all ever seen the cartoon? I've seen yeah, one episode. I've seen, of the I've seen every single Yo, episode. It is. It's legendary. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I guess he just couldn't take it no more. It is. I threw that shit. Fuck him into the room. <laughs> nah, that, that shit is the single most funniest line. Like, uh, I'm telling you, I fell off the couch laughing yeah. the first time I watched that. I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> they have to bring that back. Please bring that back. Yeah, I, I think that's why they got the show is because they had a hard time making the movie. And I think I remember him reading and, you know, we, we, we strayed off the beaten pad, but it's all. <laughs> but, uh, I think Michael John White said that he wanted to do, he wanted to do another black exploitation, exploitation. No, 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 no. He, oh, black he's making fun of the black exploitation. But he wanted to do another type of person and it would be like, a, just the next part of what 70s black quotation movies were about. Mm-hmm. So I was looking forward to that. <laughs> brother Darkness. <laughs> you, Brother Darkness. <laughs> but yeah, like, as far as UFC and boxing goes, like, those movies kind of embodied yeah. mm-hmm. before time, like, exactly what we're seeing now um, with less hype. Like, I think it's more hype right now than anything. Mm-hmm. I really don't think that. Uh, Conor McGregor and Mayweather getting in the same ring is, I mean, boxing wise, that, that's, that's, that's stupid. It is, exactly. Floyd's like, okay, so this is going to be the biggest fight ever, and this motherfucker ain't going to touch me? At Why all. would I not do this? Right, right. I, and I don't, I don't fault Floyd. No, don't get me wrong. When, when the money line comes out, I'm betting Conor. Just because I know if he wins, then it's going to be big money. I don't expect that shit, though. No. Uh-huh. I always bet against Floyd mm-hmm. because of the money. Yeah. But true. I don't expect it because he's the best tactician when it comes to... Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't take that away. But what's so oh. funny about it, though, is when was the last Floyd fight that was exciting? When, when, when was the last one 
that you saw. That the fight exciting. was exciting. What about Golden Boy? I think that was probably the most exciting. I think when he fought Canelo, that was exciting. I didn't see that as exciting. Yeah, I didn't see exciting. Well, the reason why I said it from a boxing standpoint, like, it was one-sided, but it was ridiculously one-sided because you saw how outmatched Canelo really was. Mm-hmm. Not because he was a bad fighter. It's how much better Mayweather was. Yeah. And it wasn't exciting from the fact of, like, punches thrown and punches landed. I, I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. But to literally see, like, the prowess that he has to, yeah. like, to dodge this dude. It's to like, make you him look will like, never hit this dude. Yeah, and it's like, well, that's just crazy. Yeah. The Matrix. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, how they, are you not getting hit? Uh, he's in the corner. You can't hit him in the corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> nope. <clears throat> Looking right into the face. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't hit this. Which I, mean, I don't think that that's yeah. phenomenal, but it is, man. Like you can't take that part away. No, from no, you, you can't. That no, no, it, it it is amazing, but it's slightly boring. You know what I'm saying? But, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lacey made, a, Lacey made a good point. He said people want to see a fight. They don't want to see a lesson. Absolutely yeah. true. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. true. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why. I know, think the fans want to see a fight, but but enthusiasts are just as enamored by the lesson. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, think. I would agree. I would agree. But, yeah, man, that's. It's just crazy the state of those two sports right now, like that have been the pinnacle of the sports world in their own right. You know what I mean? And how they're kind of like falling off. And I, I don't understand if it's is it a a lack of talent that we're we're it's seeing. Not, I don't think that's what it no, is. You know. know. But why why is uh, why are these sports 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 why are these sports? <laughs> Damn sports! I'm, I'm sorry. It's it's, it's <laughs> let me get a sip of my drink. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are they losing their luster? You know what I mean? It's, it's, I just feel like it's, it's driven by star power, man. It's all it really is, man. And, and they've allowed themselves to be driven by star power. Yeah. I guess so. I mean, star power, like you said, is, is brilliant. Yeah, but who, who has the power now, though? You know what I mean? Because is, is it really the CEOs or is it really the, uh, the, the fighters? In this, in this case, you're talking about it's, it's, most of, it's definitely the CEOs, and especially when it comes to UFC. But, you know, that's the whole thing about putting together a union and uh, things like that. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, doing all that, that's that's what will, will change things a little bit, make even the playing field a little. You know, when they're able to dictate who fights who every single time, you know, that <laughs> shit, they dictate everything. I watched that this morning, too. Yeah. But see, remember, that, like, that, how, like, yeah. I didn't know literally control everything. Like, we're seeing it with Conor. Mm-hmm. Like this fight should have been done, yeah. Because you know, you know, uh, when Floyd, if Floyd is all in, he's trying to speed the whole process up. Like mm-hmm. he got the paperwork probably done, and, 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 and that's another piece of the business too that I think that people take for granted is the marketing that he does, the promotion that he does on his own end, mm-hmm. uh, the fact that he can mm-hmm. control his own destiny, right? Yep. You know, and, I, and he said that to, that, that to Connor, he's like, yeah. he's like, I. I don't answer to anybody. Anybody. You got to answer to Dana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So y'all talk yep. and then let me know what's up. Mm-hmm. Hundred million. Yeah. Off rip. I mean, in, in Connor, uh, he said that um, he didn't think he didn't feel like 
uh, Floyd was the A side in the negotiations. Sorry, it looks like we lost y'all for just a second, but uh, we back. Though. We back. But I'm like, um, Connor, I don't know if you've seen. Um, Floyd is definitely the A side in this negotiation. Yeah. Now don't get me wrong. Floyd's last fight did about three hundred thousand pay per views. Connor's last fight did one point six million. So that's what he's going based off. But but you gotta factor in the the longevity that Floyd has. Yep. The pull that he already has on his own. On his own. You know, like with Connor, you fought and you had other people on a card. Mm-hmm. Plus it was a historic card being the first one in New York. What's the deal, A? CNN. And so um that had a lot to do with, you know, who watched. Don't get wrong, you know, he's a huge draw. Yeah. But that does not make you the A side. Right. And yeah. I'm always on the fight on the side of MMA, but not on that. I can't. No. Well, I mean, like I said, I mean, I think it would do well for the luster of. I, I think it does more. I don't know. I think it does. E- even in a boxing platform, it'll do enough for both sports that will inject just a little bit of life. One because we talked about this earlier. You want to root for Conor McGregor because you want to see Mayweather lose. Yeah, I don't, but I'm just saying the world mm-hmm. as far as how they view Mayweather. He's the villain of boxing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to hate him, one, because he's flashy, he's good at what he does, and there's nobody that's been able to necessarily stop him, per se, and he controls his own destiny, like, just like we say. He has, he can do what he wants when he wants, and nobody can tell him otherwise. Yeah. Uh, as far as the fight goes, in a boxing platform, it will draw people back to boxing because they will get the chance to see someone that doesn't box, box. And that will also bring UFC to it because you get a chance to see someone in a specific fight style not using what they could naturally do. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And if he wins, that does a lot for the sport. And don't forget, and, and people don't really pay attention to this or don't speak on it, don't forget the Irish community and the pride oh, that they have. Oh, yeah. My God, all mm-hmm. around the world, it's amazing how, how much energy comes with Connor. Yeah, which yeah. is a which is a selling point within itself because they mm-hmm. are coming out, yeah, yeah. guaranteed to show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is which is crazy. Yeah. It is unbelievable. It's a lot of them. It's a lot of a them. whole bunch of them, and they were kind of hard. I, I guess that kind of brings us to our next point, like how it's easy to hate someone for their success. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. how 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 does that happen? I mean, we see it, you know, mm-hmm. transitioning to. The NBA with the Kobe's of the world, with the LeBrons of the world. You know, we were talking earlier. You mentioned KD and mm-hmm. and uh, 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 Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, hell, who else is? I don't think there's anybody that's more hated. Oh, LeBron. Right now. Don't well, I said LeBron. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I'm, sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. But definitely LeBron. Like when he went to Miami, but he put that on himself. Let's, let's be honest. Let's be honest. That whole. Circus of mm-hmm. uh, interviews. It was a circus. It yeah, was a circus. Oh yeah, he he definitely put that on himself. You know what I mean? All them kids. Come on, man. Really? That's how you sell it. That's that was the lamest. Yeah, it was the lamest. I'm uh, going to take uh, my talents to South Beach. And then, and then what made it even more cold is he didn't even tell anybody. They everybody found out the right. same yeah. time. Yeah. Come on, dog. That's not right. I think what was cool about it though is outside of that piece is just the fact of the Boys and Girls Club and he he donated the proceeds to that even though it was a circus. Now, yeah. now relating that back to the Cavs right now and, mm-hmm. and and the bull crap that he went through, you know, with the media. 
in the media age that we're in, has the shift of power now that the Cavs have picked up Bogut and Darren Williams, is the onus on them to win it this year? Or is it still too early to tell? Um, I don't know right now what how that's going to be how that benefits them yet I don't, until we see them play you know together I mean don't get me wrong I saw D Will on the court and he you know going slow as shit like he'd been eating tacos for the game yeah he but, <laughs> his purpose is just Man, I don't know, Bogut, uh, you know, he going to come out there and do anything positive, you know, but we'll see. We'll see. It's hard to gauge it, but, I mean, we destined for the for the the rubber match. I'm actually curious to hear uh, what the homie got to say. Is he kind of I'm the executive producer. Um, I don't speak. Oh, you don't speak? No, uh, no. He's you got all the personality. <laughs> No, don't don't let Steve fool you. He he he'll he'll get down on it in a second. Uh, good. Now this this is this how I feel about it, man. Alright, so with Katie going down, you are seeing how it's looking now with, with the, the Warriors and how much they're struggling without him. Because now you don't have Bogan. You mm-hmm. don't have Barnes, you don't have somebody who's on the board, right? Mm-hmm. With the way the Cavs have loaded that squad and how they how? were able to load that squad. The onus to win a championship has to be on the cast for right now until we see KD come back. If you don't know what KD's going to look like, I don't think he's going to be 100% personally if he decides to come back. I don't think he has to be 100%. I don't either. But but we thought that Steph didn't have to be 100% either. And you saw how that ended. Yeah, but it's different when you have Steph and KD and KD not being 100% and then Steph can do his thing. Like I, I think I think the team is different from that from that standard. That we saw last year, when I think he embodied the pressure to be the star, to win, to score, even though he didn't need to. Uh, I think he accepted that. Now he can still be the guy, but if KD comes back, it's like, look, man, we don't even need you. Like, if we pass you the ball. Like, if you knock it down, great, but we don't need you to win it for us. Like, it's great that you're here. We want you to be here. And I think that's kind of what we saw early is they put a lot of stock into him to create chemistry within the team. And I think that they just kind of went all in on that. And then they have to kind of figure out a way to play through that at this point. Um, don't count the Spurs out. The Spurs are now two games back in the West. Yeah. No, you can't ever. Yeah, listen, but man, I think people I get caught with LaMarcus Aldridge. I feel like he thought things were going to be different when he got there. Mm-hmm. I think he felt like he was going to turn into Tim Duncan when he got there. <laughs> but it turns out he's still a Marcus Aldridge. But is it, that bad? It's not bad, but it ain't great. Yeah. I still think it's he's good. a superstar, though. Or, <clears throat> I think he's a star. Quote, unquote, star. Kawhi is a superstar. Kawhi's a superstar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he's, he's a star. Until he does something on that, on that other end of the court. The defensive end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he can't rebound. No, he can't. How are you going to be that tall you can't rebound? I don't know, man. <laughs> LaMarcus? Yeah, he can't rebound. No, he, no, he, he, re, I, you know what? Dirk might rebound better than LaMarcus Aldridge. That's a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> Dirk got a four inch vertical. 
don't know about that. We might be down a snicker bar out there. Y'all say, but I don't know about the basketball. Man. I don't know, man. He might be a better rebounder than him, and that is sad. That's a sad situation. Yeah, Dirk said he might come back for his 20th season. Ain't going to be no Mike. He's coming back. He already said it. Oh, he's getting that 25 mil. He's coming back. Okay. Day, I don't give a say. damn. Twenty five? I'm coming back. I mean, shit, he might as well. No, they said they may, they may do a negotiation at the, for the last, uh, the last contract. Okay. Mm, they're gonna walk in there. You know, have a t-shirt on. It's gonna say MVP, champion, twelve time All Star. <laughs> gonna have all that shit on. <laughs> what y'all want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> I think they owe him that. I, I just him. came to get my check. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. He's definitely all he needs to get a lot of shit for this city, for that organization. Yeah, uh, and it's it's earned. Yeah, it's earned. It's not like he's you know just I mean? here. He actually earned it. Do you do y'all realize that if we played pro ball, we'd be retired right now? Which is crazy. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, crazy. A, a segment of our lives would be over. Yeah, and it, it damn near doesn't matter which sport. Yeah, now we'll be hurting. Just keep adding to how old you are. <laughs> for the rest of our lives. <laughs> A lot of physical pain, though. Mm-hmm. Have you seen like Charles Barkley? Have you seen him walk? Yeah, <laughs> shit. Have you seen him waddle? Every like, single one of them up there, besides Ernie, you Kenny. Shaq, yeah. Oh my Kenny, the, rub, the knee rub. Oh, yeah. man. Ooh. Like it's real. It's <laughs> real. Like the suffering. Shit, that thing. Uh, what is it? Uh, I paid for. You know, Earl Campbell, man. Yeah, Earl Campbell is. Oh, man. sad when yeah. I see him. Man. Yeah, I watched that documentary on him on ESPN. Yeah, yeah, that was tough. Yeah, man. So you know, I mean, but that comes with the territory, man. You you, you know what you're giving up in order to be set for the rest of your life, and that's true. And I, I I think that's what's fantastic about the younger players now taking the money. Like we still kind of look at it as villainous almost, but it's like, look, man, you gotta get your bread now because mm-hmm. your health ain't gonna be there yeah. with what they put you through. Whether it's no matter what sport, I mean, football is the worst, mm-hmm. you know, violent sports. I mean. You can say what you want about um, um, Beast Mode, but no, he's a smart dude. He played at the, t- he got out at the top yeah. uh-huh. of his career Absolutely. with bread. Yes, you know it wasn't just like he was a Ricky Williams that had the opportunity to come in, you know, after being out a couple times, being fresh, and then quit and is now coaching a, a Division three college football program. But which is not a slouch. I'm, I, I, I don't mean that to throw a, sh- a shout at him. I'm just saying, like the potential that Ricky Williams had to be a super superstar in the NFL, mm-hmm. and kind of squandered it over. I, I say squandered it over drugs. Like he he made a, a, a conscious choice mm-hmm. that that's what he was going to do. Like I'm not going to stop smoking. Mm-hmm. I can do what I do, and I I commend him for that mm-hmm. honestly, um, because he was in, he was informed enough. And he wasn't stupid about it. He was just like, look, I smoke, I'm going to smoke. I mean, it is what it is. It is, what it is. Mm-hmm. So, like going back to the money part of it, that's that's exactly what's engineering people to take money fights, take yeah. the super fights. Mm-hmm. Because they realize, and they say it all the time, I got to get my money before I'm, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Like this sport is going, I'm going to have a downside of this, of this sport. I need to take my money now. So that's why you see, you know, in the NBA, people going to the big money contract. NFL, people going to the big money contract. You know, UFC, boxing, they fighting the big money fights. It's it's all about securing their financial future, which is a great thing. But for sports enthusiasts, that doesn't always play into what we want to happen. Right. And I think that's why it's easy to hate 
players. Like we were talking about hating KD. Like I don't think KD has had well, – he hasn't had a huge payday yet. No. Except for the Nike deal. Well, yeah, the Nike deal yeah. is his, good, his payday. Right. And I think in, in – and I that's where I was going with it. I, I could, just couldn't remember exactly mm-hmm. which one it was. But for him to win right now mm-hmm. is optimal for his career. And I think that's kind of like where LeBron took the reins on his shit. I mean, he was getting paid out, out the gate. Mm-hmm. But he's just now the highest paid player on his team. Yeah. Even in all the years he's been in the league. Yeah. And through three championships. He's just now. And that's crazy. And I still think he's underpaid. He is. He, he is. Really he is. Yeah. For what he means to that team, that city. Yeah. Like, he should have part ownership right now. Of the whole city. Yeah. Give him the suburbs. Just with him being there, as well. <laughs> you got people, uh, the people that visit, you got people that spending money uh, for the community in, yeah. in the city. So it's, it's a lot that comes with LeBron. But yeah. to piggyback on, on the, the big contracts, it's funny how we say that, but we poo-poo Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, that's true. That's true. See what I'm saying? Yeah. All of these Hey, Melo took the money. Mellow, but that's, I'm yeah. not mad at that. But we know the as as you know people who who are enthusiasts, as you said, we know what he could have been, mm-hmm. and it's like he gave up, he gave up for the loop. Now, don't get me wrong, I love New York, dude. I cannot wait to go back. Mm-hmm. But you know they ain't winning nothing, dog. Oh no, Phil is just there to collect the check, yeah. just like Carmelo Anthony. Well, now all of that is yeah. exposed now, though, right? Like, you know, if you were watching the game, like you saw that before, like, nah, man, he just there to get a check. It ain't no real reason for Phil Jackson to be there. Absolutely you know? not. Yeah. I and mean, now you see it imploding, though. You see it absolutely. all, you know. Yeah. And I feel sorry for Melo in this particular instance. Mm-hmm. I do. I think he thought that they were going to build it up around him. He thought. He got hustled. Yeah. He, he did. He did. He yeah. got hustled. Because he could, he could be with Chicago right now making a push for that, that number two seed or Boston because they were yeah. in Boston at one point and can you imagine with that squad right now and man. they have, I think they have two more first round picks coming and a second round pick coming Danny Ainge man alone. <laughs> Danny Ainge know what he's doing they own it and they got the best young coach in the league right they got one more year and we talked about that they, they got one like, more year is he, is he there and you like yeah he's there I agree. and now I'm, I'm seeing it it's yeah. real it's real. That team mm-hmm. has got something going, man. And I, I love the direction they're going. Because we need that. Uh, we need Boston to be good. We need New York to be good. We need, we need LA. LA to be good. Even if you don't like these teams, this is what the NBA, this is the core of the NBA, this is the most celebrated teams in the NBA. You know that uh, mm-hmm. New York is worth, I think it was four, three billion? Yeah. I think it's that, that's what they're worth. Three billion? Well, they ain't won a championship since what? the 70s. 40 years. Man. I'm I'm in a group uh, on Facebook. Um, um, I think I brought you in at one point. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're still in there or not. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to my my hoop jargon folks. But um, yeah. we talked about that in there about the dynamics of the teams in the NFL, like what NFL NBA. Why certain teams like are the cornerstone of the league? Like why can't other markets like Oklahoma mm-hmm. become better squads or mm-hmm. more visible squads? Because of the people that live around them or whatever. Like, why is a city like L.A., they have two teams, and recently one team has started to overshadow the other, but not really. Mm-hmm. Just, and they're imploding too. Yeah. But your Boston's, your New York, like you have in Chicago. Those four towns, those four cities are the teams that kind of, I'm not going to say they carry the NBA, but they're like, 
what everybody gravitates to. Like, why is that the case? Like, why can't um, just because it's the hometown team? Why is Dallas one of those teams that players hate to come to? Like, or Milwaukee, or like, what is like, what are the factors that that govern that? Like, I I don't understand that. That's 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 a lot of politics that that we probably never know. From outside looking in, if I was to say Milwaukee, is there any history of them winning at all? You see what I'm saying? Like, playoff game, Lou Alcindor. That's about it. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? You know, and that's a that's a football city. Okay, you know what I'm saying. I I get that for and Rodgers and all that. When it comes to Dallas, and and I've been saying this so so long, so uh, I'm not hating. Yeah, you are. Now, y'all know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> all the things you told me, stop. Let's, let's keep it funky, dude. It's about respect at the end of the day. You got You have to earn the respect of the league in order for players to pay attention to so the how organization. They not? And not saying that, that Cuban doesn't have love for the places. I, from what I heard, Cuban treats them. But I, that's right. what I'm asking these right. questions. Like I'm, I'm getting it. Like with you saying that, like how has there, like over the last 15 years, with if you say the treatment of other players, I might can get behind it because there are some players that have been done dirty, mm-hmm. just from the business, not from Cuban, just from the business of how the league is played out and how the contracts are structured, and and just the the state of the CBA. I think they fell victim to that. Because you can't say he ain't done right by dirt. No, absolutely. You can't say that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, you still got to win. Now, the Mavericks did win. They did get the finals twice. You got that. You got the history. You also got to remember, you, got, you can't forget what the what the, the early 90s and late 80s. And, oh, I'll say the early 90s. How mm-hmm. bad they were at one point. They were horrible. Right? They were horrible. Sure, leading, yeah. in, leading into now, they got a lot of players that Will come to Dallas, kind of build a star to a degree, uh, only only up to a level. Leave the team and become MVPs. Steve Nash, two time at the level. Jason Kidd came a superstar after he left. Right, both of them, not both of them. Uh, Jason came back, won a championship. But this is after he built his names, after he built his his, his credibility. Steve but, Nash. But there's built. a whole different dynamic involved with yeah. with Jason Kidd. Yeah. Uh, Nash, I will kind of get behind that because okay. I think that Cuba should have gave him the money. Should have gave him the money. I think he should have paid him. Yeah, he did get stingy on it. Because yeah. he kind of looked at it, it's almost like he was playing with a purpose after he, at the, at the last Oh, right. but you know what? He had something to prove. Yeah, he so had would Steve prove. Nash have won that MV, those MVPs if he stayed with the Mavericks? No. no. Absolutely no. not. But they no. That's cool. That's, that would have been Kobe's and Shaq's. They'd have won a championship, though, which is a difference. I don't think they would have won a championship neither. It's possible. Listen. It, it would have been. It, it would have been a lot more possible yeah. for sure. In those years, unless Kobe and Shaq were not playing, how many did they win in that time frame? Time frame? Shit, three. No, no, no. When did when did Nash leave? I think it's oh four. Right. Oh four. When he went to oh five oh six. I think was the years that he won. So I, they would have. I conceivably they could have went oh five. Okay. Because remember, in 06 was the first year they went to the finals. Remember, they couldn't get, mm-hmm. they couldn't break through in in 05. So 04, 05, it was likely they could have went those years. Possible. 06, if he was still there, and they went, they win. Do they? Yes. 
the only problem is like you know Nashville's a whole bunch of offense and no defense at all. That's the problem. But, they, they, but it's easy. That's the that is the reason why they lost is because they couldn't outscore. No, Miami at the time. It's because the refs were on Miami's team. That's <laughs> what is when the, the refs would have uh, still been on their team. Yeah, I wasn't a Dwayne Wade fan. Like I, I, I became a fan right up until that moment, and I was like, I can't stand him no more. No, actually, I was still cool with him at that point in time because he did what he was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. He came in and played the way he was supposed to play. What he did. Thing. He. he, he he took what they gave him. Mm-hmm. It was when Shaq left, as I when I got off of Dwayne Wade's. Uh, I was like, I can't fool that dude no more. Mm-hmm. But I think that the run and gun style that Dallas had, they they go by Miami to win it that year because they barely they mm-hmm. barely lost. They did barely lose. Mm-hmm. And barely. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough one. It's a hypothetical. It is. I also think this is this is nothing. I think. I think if. The Mavericks have won back to back. That's the difference. Because okay. most of these teams that you talk about, we champion the, the Boston. And that's the, actually, the actually and why I hate the Warriors. Chicago is because they they went back to back. That's true. Back-to-back. Now, if Dallas did win back to back, we would have got a whole lot more respect. Because look yeah. how much respect Detroit got for going back to back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was even, really even bad. Houston, Houston, losing to an AC, but got but got to the finals back to back, like on some LeBron stuff. Like how many was he a six? Yeah, something. he's a six, and he did Stupid. four in a row. Yeah. That's impressive, dude. It's nobody. Yeah, people it, say what they want. It, it, yeah. it don't matter. You, you have to you have to champion that. Mm-hmm. You got to champion it. So that's yeah. that's what I think Cuban messed up because you had the pieces. You had them all. Everybody was there. That's why I said it's it's the CBA. It wasn't him. Like. Trying the the lack of signing um, Chandler, it wasn't because he didn't try. It was because it was the way that it worked out with the CBA. Chandler wanted a long term contract to make sure his family was secure, and he knew he was getting older. Cuban was like, "Yeah, I want to keep you, but at this price. Like, I'll give you twenty million for this year." And then we're going to have to renegotiate next year. That's a lot to deal with when you're thinking about your family, which is the situation that Kirk Cousins is in in the NFL mm-hmm. right now. He was uh, given the franchise tag last year. Mm-hmm. And then they popped it on him again this year. Mm-hmm. And I think he's mm-hmm. done what he's supposed to do to earn a long-term contract. Yeah, he's broken the passing record twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? and Which is why I think the, the, this proposed trade... It's so stupid for Washington to even don't even think about that. Don't think about. I that. think it is. Stupid. You need to focus on trying to resign. Give him what he wants because we don't even have thirty-two starting quarterbacks in the league. No, we do not. So you have one. Mm-hmm. Keep him. Do what you got to do and build around him. Play to his strengths. Don't try to make these crazy trades. Like why in the hell would you trade to get a thirty-six? Going to be thirty-seven. In a couple of months, or in a month. But Kirk Cousins doesn't want to play there, that's why. He doesn't want to play in Washington any longer. Man, if I'm whatever Washington, he's seen. If I'm watching that, man, you, shit, maybe we can just make you feel better this year. I don't know. That's why they gave him the franchise tag. He getting his bread. Shit, I, this dude is making 40 plus million over the last two years. Yep. Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. I need to, you need to sit your ass down, take that money. But that's going to be a star. That's that's the question. He wants he wants long term possibilities. Like right now, he 
he takes that deal. Yes, he has forty million over the last couple of years, and I'm sure he's put that up somewhere, and he's good with that. But now he has to renegotiate <laughs> again next year for his future again. And I, I understand from Kirk with, with Washington. With I, I, I understand from his side his his issue. I totally understand that. But from Washington's side, like yeah, I don't get it from like, that side. I don't understand what you're doing at all. You need to be. I get to the 49ers wanting to pick him up. I get why they would be invested in the trade. Yeah, because if you look at what's out there, they need quarterback bad. They run like roughshod right over the the quarterbacks that they had yeah. who who underperformed. Yes. They did, but I think they they did. I think San Francisco did their quarterbacks the same way Washington did their quarterbacks. Like they just misused them. They they didn't create an environment for them to succeed. Right. And right. it's just like, well, it's time for me to move on. Like, no hard feelings, but I'm out. That's yeah. why Kaepernick is like, whatever. Plus, he can, he can, you know, Kirk can go and be with Kyle Shanahan again. Right. It, it, it would be advantageous for him. Yeah. It would be advantageous for him. But from Washington's standpoint, it's like, I don't even know why you're entertaining this. Yeah. At all. And from the Dallas side of things, being a hometown fan, like, if I was Romo, I wouldn't want to go to Washington. That doesn't make them a winner. No. No. They're still at least three three pieces yeah. away. So I'm Tony well, Romo. I'm like, cut me right now, bro. Yeah, well, Denver's a front. Dem- yeah, Denver wants as well, a free agent. So we're talking once. I don't know. This is a sure. trade. We're yeah. talking. Oh, straight up trade. Right yeah. now, the trade is that Washington will get Romo from Dallas. Um, Kirk Cousins from Washington will go to San Francisco, and then San Francisco will give up their um, the first round number two pick to Dallas in this upcoming draft. And I think Washington gets the 28th pick that Dallas would have from that. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned possibly getting, what is it, the 17th pick that mm-hmm. Washington has will come to Dallas? Okay. Yeah. So, so if we were to trade Tony Romo and get number two and 17, in the I mean, round. in the first round, mm-hmm. you can go ahead and take that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, I'm good. Bye, Tony. Okay, what you Hit that nigga in the clavicle when we see him. And I, 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 know, <laughs> I, I, know, I know, I know, this is far fetched. What do you think about the whole uh, Johnny football coming back, trying um, to make a comeback? I, I think he should try to come back. Um, he's gonna have to earn it. Like his issue wasn't his ability; it was his off the field antics. It was the the non football stuff, just being a kid kicking it. Is what, yeah, it what it's always been his focus. Yeah, it's always been his focus. What in the hell? Don't worry about me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I know what they're going It's like, man, no, you, can, you, you get home. And I lose everything. Stay over there. I don't, I don't websites are free. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that Johnny can come back, man. He's got to be put in the right situation. Cleveland is not the right situation for anyone, okay? If you go to Cleveland, and that's why uh, <laughs> it's not food. That is the uh, as soon as RG three got signed, I was like, "That nigga, it's over." It's the it's yes. it's, it's like you know how you uh, I brought this analogy up before when you see a singer yeah, I see. When, you, when you see a singer uh, do a stage play, it's like, "Nigga, that shit's over." Genuine. Yeah. That's what we yeah. doing right now. Yeah. 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 Come on, cat. Yeah, yeah. you're over with. It's Shout over. Out. Yeah, DJ Master C, what's up, boy? That's the dude. What's up? Worked a radio station with him at H Town, man. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Cool peoples, man. So yeah, I mean, you go to Cleveland for as a quarterback, you might as well go and call it. Yeah, call it. So where 
where should he go, which would be the most conducive for him restarting his career? Where do you think he should land? That's a good question. Not a big market team, so no New Yorks. Somewhere with no. Don't go to the goddamn well, Rams. You know, the back no what what so, team he goes to, he's gonna get all the publicity. Exactly. He, he, man, he's, he's, the he's the new Tim Tebow. Don't come to the Cowboys. He's please don't come here. No, he's the devil Tim Tebow. No, I think. <laughs> the Cowboys. With everything that comes with that, he will die. I don't think so. Man, Man all the all the hoopla that comes with the Cowboys. I tr- I trust me. I agree. I know exactly what you're you saying. You know what I'm saying? It's hype city around this joint. Man, I feel Cowboys. like I mean, shit. Uh, what's his name is still getting. Um, what's the the lineman, defensive lineman that we got from the Panthers? I forget his name. I, I oh, Greg Hardy. Hardy. Greg Hardy. Hardy. Got his ass choked out in practice the other day. He's still getting. He yeah. stayed in Dallas, but he ain't even playing in Dallas and still getting the business. Man, wow! Yeah, because you know he trained at. Uh, um, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, that was that's his transition is going oh. to the UFC. Yeah. Oh, oh, is that right? Or, yeah. Well, yeah. mixed martial arts. I'm not gonna say. Know, that might be a good look for dude. Yeah, maybe, maybe, if, if he maybe. Control this. Maybe. Yeah. Now, nah, but he's been training. You know, he was with uh, training with Bigfoot Silver. Okay. Junior Dos Santos. Okay. Okay. Yeah, getting his ass whooped. But you gotta get beat down first. Yeah. I mean, Hershey is, is is MMA fight what he was at yeah. that point. Yeah, he's beating the shit out of folks too. But he's, he's just a, he's freak, a freak, yeah. freaking nature. Yeah, that, that dude. Nice guy too. Dude's not normal. Nice he's guy. Not, not a normal guy. Yeah, no, he's something else. But no, I think for Johnny, I think to me, good situations for him. Shit, go to San Francisco. Go to Buffalo. Now Buffalo. Buffalo. Mm, about that? The Buffalo. The expectations ain't high. You right. Know? It's a new scenario. Oh, that's right. What's the yeah. new coach? Yeah. That dude is so, terrible. Yeah. Um, should they? Weasel their way out of Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Tyrod Taylor might go to Cleveland. Yeah, they looking at that, yeah. They are. Right, Nick, don't go there, fool. Don't no. go don't go there. No. What about uh, the Titans? They don't need him. Yeah, no, but he played behind somebody who's who's gives him some type of hunger that he can build on. No, he can't because Mariota can't stay healthy. So no. You give him a chance to play? No, this nigga gonna get hurt. Like you only hope you hold this. As soon as he stands next to him, you got a cast on right now. Let me go on a warm up. Lomo got hurt. What? Three minutes? Three minutes? You see what I'm saying? So yeah, but yeah, you see what I'm saying? Opportunities there. Small market, right? Yeah, I don't. I like him going to Buffalo. Feel me? Like if I were his dad. Like, I don't think go, yeah, go, go to Buffalo, thing, man. They will sling that shit. You can go up there and fuck up. Nobody gonna pay attention to you. Eventually, he's gonna be a. a, he's, in a he's in the middle of nowhere. See, exactly. That's, that's what I think is the the gift and the curse. Like from what I know of him and his, his surrounding support group, like that's a gift and a curse. You think that he's far enough away from trouble, but trouble will find well, in him. York, in New York, is, you know, it's a drive. It's a little drive away. It's so close it's enough. City. But, um, yes, it is. But it's close yes, it is. enough. You don't make that drive. Uber. Whatever you got to do to make it there, it's going to happen. going to plex himself. <laughs> Straight up. For real well, I, I, I like that. I, I, I like the Buffalo <laughs> But I don't know. It just depends on what he comes at. How old is he? What? Is he 24? Yeah. 24? 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, is he 24? Yeah. He's only becoming Yeah. Still. Yeah. Kirk Cousins on 25. Yeah. Dang. Them boys are young, man. They still got a lot of life. Not a lot of football. Shit. RG, RG3 26? Yeah. Nah, he been dead, though. Nah, he's not, though. That's he's, crazy thing. He went he's to wrong. He's preserved from being off for a year. Went to wrong. Was he preserved a year before that, too? 
Yeah, he's brittle. Don't get me wrong. He's brittle, but he's RG three. If I'm in Buffalo, I'm taking all. I want RG three. Bring him over here. Bro, I would have kept Tyron. I would have kept Tyron. When he was in Washington, they had terrible, terrible, terrible lines, and they forced him. Hey, you're an athlete, dude. You get out there, you make it happen, mm-hmm. and that just takes a toll on you. We just yeah. talked about that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they they threw him in the fire, and he was like, "Well, shit, I'll make it work," but they shouldn't have. And then he came mm-hmm. back from that injury in too early, early, too early, yeah, too early. Yeah. And he still tried to make it work. He was like, "I'm gonna do my thing." Yeah. And then you have the memes where he's looking at Kirk Cousins like, I told you, you know. <laughs> and Kirk Cousins is in the same situation. He just hasn't gotten hurt. He's made the best of the situation he's in. He's done what he has to do as a quarterback, as a passer. They still haven't turned the hump as winning. And he's like, yeah, Dan Snyder, you got to go. I, got, I can't stay here. And so I don't blame him, you know, for the situations that they're in. I mean, we talked about opportunities like, he got an opportunity in San Francisco. I mean, they're what two seasons away from. They still got a really, really good defense. Um, Carlos Hyde coming back from injury. They're still mm-hmm. good. They still got some. Well, do they have solid receivers? Mm-hmm. No, Jeremy Curley is the best receiver. They well, just, they they just they resigned him. Yeah, they could pick up somebody and then. Um, they got resources. They got a cap room. They can do. Yeah, that. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but but they but they need him to 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 catalyze that almost. Mm-hmm. You can have all the resources you want. Yeah, if you don't use them right. If you don't use them right, you don't have yeah, anything. All the money in the world, too. <laughs> Cleveland has all the resources in the world. And has Man. I don't. When is the last time they haven't been good since before they were the Ravens? Yeah. Like, that's just bad. Yeah, they're I bad. Think, for I think the Cleveland Indians in Major League won before them all. Yeah. They're horrible. They're horrible. They're, they're really bad, bro. They, they, they were good in a movie. And, and that's what I'm saying. And the in Browns the haven't even been good in a movie. In the movie. It's just terrible. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Damn, when, is, when was the last time they had a winning record? I'm, I b- before know. they, when they became the Ravens, I'm telling you. Oh, my God. That, that was the last time they were any any kind of decent. Oh, man. So I got to look that shit up. Mm-hmm. Are they that bad? They, mm-hmm. For that long? horrible, bro. Jesus, Jim Brown was like that stadium, right? I won't go that far. I mean, I still give them Ben and Testaverde years when they were Bernie, Bernie Kosar, Bernie Kosar, yeah, yeah. somewhat decent. Mm-hmm. Oh. But are they the worst franchise in all the sports? I think they're close, they're especially with close. the way like right now. If they would have went zero sixteen last year, they would. I think they would have been right there, but they won one game, so they're still hanging on. Mm. Let me ask you a question. I'm gonna piggyback. Uh, actually, I'm gonna go backwards a little bit. You remember when that movie Concussion came out? Yeah. Okay. What do y'all think about the concussion protocol in the NFL, and then research on concussions as far as long, you know, long term effects that football players could have that they're that they wave off all the time. Like, oh, I'm good, and I'm not worried about. It. I got hit. I'll be back. They, it's like they they keep feeding them. Uh, Wish sandwiches. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and making them believe this is not going to happen to them. But you see, there's only so many players that are being interviewed talking about what has happened to them. Well, I'll say this. And, like, I didn't, I knew the concussion protocol was there but from playing sports and watching sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know it was extensive uh, as it was until I watched the movie. And that really highlighted what CTE was and is. 
um, I think from a player's perspective, like you just grow up being masculine and playing sports and, you know, you suck it up and, mm-hmm. you know, get back out on the field. Like Walk you hear up. that so many times, like, cause you gotta understand, like, we talk about pro players playing for their three, four, five, ten, fifteen year careers. They played twenty years before that. Yep. You know, they've been yeah. playing since they were five, six, nine, ten years old. Yeah. yeah. So you have all that built up. Then you get in the NFL and they have this thought process like, look, I gotta work through whatever my ailments are, whatever the challenges are, so I can stay on the field and then being in the majors, like you have your family to take care of and all that, that's another issue. Mm-hmm. The NFL knows that, but it's also like our stars are our cash cow. Mm-hmm. So they have to play in order for us to have sustainability too, mm-hmm. which is what they highlighted with, you know, Pittsburgh being a football town and then, you know, CTE coming out of, you know, that Pittsburgh office. And like how they kind of wanted to sweep it under the rug. They didn't want nobody to know about it. Like, who are you discrediting him? Everything that they could possibly do. Um, I don't know, man. I think, um, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just crazy. Like looking at how deep that is. Yeah, that's true. It's real. Yeah, it's real. It's scary. It is. It is. It's yeah. almost like post traumatic stress. It's but, but that's pretty what much is. what it is. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Side note: uh, Cleveland Browns have had three winning seasons since 1990. God, three. That's a long time. Yeah, three. Yeah, three of them. Three of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Derek was coming on some really, really. Decent stuff. He says, like, we could still have Junior Seau and others if, you know, um, they could have used, like, medical herbs, which, you know, we already know they're talking about we're talking the usage of, of weed mm-hmm. uh, to curb uh, a lot of the effects that these players were having, you know. I feel like uh, Ricky Williams said something about that in the documentary, that Run Ricky Run do- documentary. That's why he stopped playing, yeah. Yeah, that, and, and that. Because, I mean, obviously, like you said, he's been playing since Pop Warner. So he's been playing for a long time. Yeah. And he used that to decompress, to help him physically, to help him mentally. Yeah. It helped him all the way around. I think the culture, like, focuses from the offensive side. Um, And it's really the offensive players that is what – it was the defensive players that – no, it wasn't. It was offensive players that brought it to to showcase – but it was still slip, slept under the rug. Swept is what I mean. It wasn't until we look at quarterbacks. Metal you know, with the, the, the <laughs> You know, we look at the quarterbacks and what they go through, you know, with the, the violent hits that they get. But we don't pay attention to the linemen, obviously, which is mm-hmm. what the movie highlights. Okay. But I think what, what pisses me off, and it's personal for me, is the running backs. Because, mm-hmm. like, that's their forward position is to have, they lead with their head, mm-hmm. whether it's blocking or running, and they don't know where people are coming from at all times. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and they get hit a lot. And we talked about it before with um, uh, 
Marshawn Lynch leaving how he did. Mm-hmm. Ricky Williams leaving mm-hmm. how he did. Um, Barry, San- uh, Barry Sanders leaving. Nine years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Leaving when he did. And people are like, oh, man, he should have stayed. Nah, really. Yeah, he's like, you ain't out there getting hit, bro. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, I mean, one of my closest players, you know, Terrence Dean, when I played with him, like I asked him why he stopped Pup. playing in college. Pup, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was like, man, I'm, I'm tired of getting hit. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I mean, you know, we, we saw him play the phenomenal things mm-hmm. he did in high school. Absolutely. And the opportunity to, you know, go to the next level and play college ball. Mm-hmm. You know, you know whether he'd have made it past that level, like we obviously know he has the talent. But, mm-hmm. like, when you are faced with your mortality, your mm-hmm. health, mm-hmm. it's yeah. like, it's real, you know, yeah. I didn't have the luxury, you know, to play college ball. I played high school ball sparingly. Mm-hmm. But even then, it was like. Yeah, man, these niggas hitting hard. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's really hurt, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it's getting worse. Yeah, hey, I, I, yeah. The better athletes that that make it to that level, the worse these hits gonna be. They're gonna be because they're the biggest, fastest, strongest, right? In yeah, every position. See, Patrick Willis was like, you know what? I got enough of this. <laughs> shit, <laughs> like shit. I got. <laughs> so you gotta be. No. You gotta be somewhat crazy to, to play football, though, don't you? Like you gotta be. You gotta be, you know, in, in a sense, yes. Yeah. Um, but you don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't see it like that. I mean, if you look at it, like I said, from a mortality standpoint, and the the high probability that you're going to be injured, that you're going to be hurt, mm-hmm. you know, and that the culture is you play through that, right? Until you can't, right? Like literally, mm-hmm. I've had coaches tell me like, your body will quit when your mind tells it. So they're psychologically telling you. To keep going, mm-hmm. even though you know you at every stance you want to be like, man, fuck mm-hmm. this shit. Yeah, like the coaches are telling you, like, no, you still got more in you, just to get that last, that last little bit out of you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it, yeah, you got to be crazy to play. And it's funny, I look at, I, I, I'm, let me not say that <clears throat> the way that I want to say it, the way that was in my head right now. Mm-hmm. I looked at. Coming from Duncanville, we had a lot of athletic people around us mm-hmm. in every sport. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, if he played football, though, or mm-hmm. if he ran track, yeah. like, how much better could we be? And then hearing the reasons why you don't do it. Mm-hmm. Well, shit, I mean, I don't get hurt out there. I don't want to do that. Yeah. And then because you are subjected to the craziness of it, you're like... You're a pussy. Yeah, right. that's true. Mm-hmm. Which is the total opposite yeah. of what it really is. Yeah, he's right. like, no, I'm being smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like to live. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with all my faculties. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. You know, but yeah, I mean, right. you know, and that's the same. I feel like this is the same thing that people used to look at a long time ago in boxing. Yeah, you know, they're like, why are you doing this? Like yeah, you stand in the ring that you can't get out of and get punched in the face. I always think of George Foreman uh, and just him wailing on anybody. Like they, well, well, the Muhammad Ali thing. Remember how Muhammad was just taking him? Yeah, he yeah. He was just sitting back and just getting hit because he knew he was gonna tire out. Yeah, uh-huh. but you still getting hit, and yeah. them punches is real. Like yeah. he yeah. can kill somebody. Yeah, and that's that's why I can think of that. You ain't taking nothing off of them. Yeah, I mean, oh, shoot, like Joe Lewis when when he came back and fought uh, because he was broke and he needed money, mm-hmm. came back and fought, went in there and got his ass smashed because he's way past his prime. Right. Yeah. 
Roy Jones, what the fuck? Dude, I, I, I said, if you don't sit your ass he down. He was in the crowd at a UFC fight. And yeah, I said, the first just thing had I said, two weeks do not ago. fight. I know. Or stop fighting. He just had a fight three minutes. And you know they. Did he get laid out? No. No, he won. He won. He won. Out. He won. Oh, okay, but but okay. the dude, the dude that he fought was on that level, though. You know what oh, I'm okay, saying? Okay, okay, okay. But like, okay. you know, when you see people who are fighting big fights against yeah. younger dudes, yeah. it's like, right. just stay away. Don't do this. I mean, um, Bernard Hopkins <laughs> coming in. Man, oh, man, that dog, <laughs> the way he went out. <laughs> If that if that is not the final, like that is not the like, execution. This is it. The execution. You got the <laughs> ability. You got all the elements. You got everything wrapped in one. Ain't no quarter left for you to play the next game, dog. You and are done. You know what I'm saying? That's the last way we gonna remember it's you. It's over, dog. That's it. Oh, yeah, with dog. your damn body through that Please, ring. Just don't do it, dog. <laughs> Did they catch him? Oh, I felt so bad for him, dog. But it was so funny too. Oh, oh my and god! And I didn't mean to laugh because, like, Bernard Hopkins is one of my favorite fighters. The fact that he his story was great. Yeah, you know, coming out of prison and then becoming a champion, and then you know, that's champion. who I felt like undisputed the the champion in there. That's who he was based on. Yeah, him. man. Like I was okay. all about that, and, but. He, he had one one fight too many. Was he? This what happened? Yeah, he's yeah. yeah. Bruh, stop! Stop it, please. You know what I'm saying? Like the shit that we saw. Him. BJ Penn. Yes. Oh, no, just let it what go. are you doing? Why are you here? You said before he left. He said, "Man, I'm done fighting. I don't want to do." And this everybody no agreed with you. Yes. We don't want to see this. We don't want to. I, I, I hate seeing people go out. At, at when the prime has passed and yeah. they just go out looking just terrible like it does something to my soul I didn't see Rashad fight last night but did he he looked he looked like he was sick <laughs> <laughs> like I'm real I'm so serious like he, his skin was all tight his face was all crushed in it's like his hair had more weight than he did is he a little mini fold shit he made me think of my growing shit I my ass better <laughs> so serious, though. So, so, uh, no, it's just because he, he went to 185. So, he went yeah. to was at 205. He, he's fighting at 205. He won the belt at 205. 205, right. Okay, think about this transition. <laughs> he was in the Ultimate Fighter, heavyweight. Okay. He yeah. wrestled heavyweight yeah. in Michigan State. So he won the Ultimate Fighter heavyweight. But he transitioned down to 205. Won the belt at 205. Then, you know, that's when Forrest Griffin and, mm-hmm. uh, then John Jones came on the scene. Everybody was like, you know, we gotta get out this shit. This nigga beating everybody ass. Right. So he, he got hurt a few times, all that shit. And he was like, you know what? Me gonna slide down to 185. Yep. This nigga ain't got no body fat, no more. None. Ooh. Like, like that's a big drop. Yeah. Now he was fit as hell. Like I can't knock that at all. But my God! And bro. you know what? Naturally, you see it in every sport. Boxers, as they get older, they go up in weight classes. Right. You, it doesn't naturally. Your body is not going the other way. Right. That's not how it works. Right. Yeah. Unless you're sick, like you said. Yes. Yeah. He looked. He looked. He looked like he was hungry for some cereal with hard. Kool-Aid. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you need to get the bowl and get it. Right, <laughs> 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 the 
the big spoon, though, right? You can't do the small noodles. Small noodles. <laughs> 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 you gotta look. You gotta look the whole ball like that. Fuck it, baby. Right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right, right on the chin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah, man, it, it was. And, and you know, when you get when you get small, then your power is not as good yeah, as small right. either. So, mm-hmm. that's all I'm at. Plus, you're like, older, so you ain't finna increase in speed. That's not how this works either. No. Right. So, I mean, just the same thing with BJ Penn. You know, he's fighting a featherweight. It's like, bro, you were a welterweight and lightweight champion. Yep. Now you want to fight a featherweight at 38. 38. Yeah, his head looking all big. That's what I'm saying. looking like a caricature. That's what I'm saying. His head looking like, like a light bulb. Yeah. Like, you two want to be. Hey, realize it, it's it's just like let it go. Yeah, man. I hate seeing that. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah it's it's a sad situation, man. And it, it, it's that money, man. So okay, so let me so let me go let me go back to the football thing. So with, with the idea of uh, you know people smoking weed or whatever, they was talking about you know just the idea of, of allowing football players to engage in that activity during the season. Do you think that would be a benefit or? I, I don't see. I don't see how it would be a detriment. I mean, because what is what does weed help you do physically? Like, as far as is it going to enhance anything that they do on the field? No, no, it's not. So smoking weed would be no different than an athlete that drinks alcohol in between games. That's a lot. It's not the same. What's the difference? So, if a person has a couple of beers between Sunday and Thursday. As opposed no, to having a blunt. Games. Well, yeah, Sunday and Thursday. Well, we know that alcohol has detrimental effects on the body. Mm-hmm. Because, I okay, mean, well, let me rephrase from, what I was from, saying. From the, the chemical aspect, alcohol dehydrates you. Right now, there's nothing against them saying that they can't have drinks in between games. Yeah, it is, but it's it's a rule. It's not like yes. Yeah, it's it's almost like it's you un- should not do this. like yeah. It's like a slap in yeah, the hand. But you're not going to get kicked out. But that's because alcohol is legal, mm-hmm. right? Which is bugged out. Like how is it that because alcohol does have more of an effect on your body than weed does, yeah. right? Uh, but it's but it's legal. So how is it that we can allow? We can, we'll let you. We'll let you drink drunk driving the whole nine. But you can't hit no weed. There you so go. Money. It's legal. Wouldn't you think it would be the opposite? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it would be the opposite, but that's the problem right that's now. The thing. Yeah. Is right. weed is not legal. So there's no way to govern it other than the legality of it. Even though they know the positive benefits of of it. And I'm not saying that because I don't I don't smoke. I don't like to smoke. Like I I have, I'm not a saint. But <laughs> at the same time, like when you look at players that because they talked about this during Super Bowl weekend. There were several players that spoke up about what was going on with weed uh-huh. over the course of the interviews that they had with everybody. And they were proponents of, you know, one, you have legal legislation across the nation that's legalizing, if it's not medical purposes, for recreational purposes. You know, 32 states? Okay. It's 32 states, and I think it's eight states that it's legal all the way across. Oh, wow. Okay. So, mm-hmm. uh-huh. When you look at that, if you look at the states that are legal and where the NFL players are situated with the teams that are in those cities and then coming to play those games, so you're going to say that it's legal here, I can't go do that if I go play in the state or if I play here. Right. And that hinders my occupation at this particular point. Like, I think that's... That's reckless thinking. Absolutely. In my opinion. I agree. And I don't even smoke like that. Right. 
That's how I feel too. You know, I, I feel like they should just get behind the health benefits of it, how it helps the coping mechanisms of people and players, and then just say, look, like if they just, I can't say they should just get behind it, because of course, you know, it, that it's just not going to happen that way. I don't know. I, I view it differently. Like I, I went to Denver. And Denver being one of those cities, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, that, that has had good teams in the last the few years. Uh-huh. Right. I mean, they're the pinnacle of what, well, outside of Cali. Yeah. You know, but from the dispensary, legal, medical marijuana, recreational standpoint, they're there where they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the forefront. They're almost the blueprint of what a city should be because you don't really hear about a whole bunch of terrible shit coming out of Denver. The state, like mm-hmm. for anything, you don't hear like the crime rate. I don't know exactly what it is, but you'll hear about that a whole lot right. as what they associate with weed. Is what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. Same Seattle, actually. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, and if you look at the the Mariners have been good in the last 15, 20 years. Yeah. We all know the Seahawks have been good. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the Sonics are no longer there, but they were decent when they were there. Mm-hmm. You know, outside of the money aspect, moving. So you look at Denver. The Nuggets are blah blah blah, you know. Colorado, the Rockies have been okay. Yeah, they've been alright. Yeah, I mean, the Broncos are a year removed from winning it, and then won two at the beginning of you know two thousand. So, I mean, if we're looking at how it correlates to a, a sports perspective, then I think it's all positive. Yeah, I mean, being there, I think it's just a mellow town. You know what I'm saying? Everybody high. People go there to bake. They have. Yeah. It's cold uh, and shit. Snoop, Meth, Red, Cypress Hill, I think Wiz Khalifa, and, and somebody else, they're going on a, what's called a Kush tour, and that's one of their destinations. Of Basically, every spot that you can smoke, that's what yeah. they're going to be. Yeah, because they're smoking on stage. On stage, yes. I mentioned yes. it to him uh, at one point, I think it was maybe a year ago, six months ago or something. Mount Kush mm-hmm. tour, that's what's called. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. There's a resort. In Denver, um, I forget what it was called, but the whole it's predicated. Uh, it's like a bread and breakfast where you can go smoke. Yeah, yeah, really. And I it's a number of those. Yeah, oh, wow. I mean, just <clears throat> something to be different, like yeah. just to go hang out, mm-hmm. and you know. Um, but it's expensive as shit, though. I bet. Yeah, I, I bet. I think it's like <clears throat> maybe a uh, bud and breakfast. It's like three. I think <laughs> yeah. that's what it is. It's like mm-hmm. yeah, something like that. It's like three hundred a night. It's crazy. But I've always wanted to go on like that, that weekend trip with like, you know, a group of people like either to the mountains to ski or yeah, I've always wanted to do Broken that Bowl, like no. everybody goes to Broken Bowl. Yeah. Broken no. Bowl, what's that? You don't want to go Broken ski? Bowl, no. Oh, no, I snowboard. There's a, there's a no. camping. I don't like cold. That's there. I don't like cold either. I'll go to some areas, sit inside a nice house, like a jacuzzi. Three, four hours from here. The snow? I want no part but, um, of that. Yes, yeah, it is definitely three hundred dollars a night too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> three, three, four hundred dollars easy. Like they got a four twenty happy hour. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. crazy. You just can't smoke in the house. That's it. Okay. Well, I mean, that's, that's, you know like, what? Well, it actually sounds about right because, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, in hotels, if you get caught smoking, that's a two hundred dollar fee. Mm-hmm. So for mm-hmm. two hundred plus mm-hmm. the room, that's pretty much about it. Yeah. If you think about it. They got a wake and bake breakfast. Yeah, man. Like, if you read about it, it's dope. You don't come down until you leave. Pardon my pun. <laughs> <laughs> if you read about it, it's dope. <laughs> it would be, 
Uh, all right. <laughs> 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 I mean, I just think it would be cool, like, especially, like, because legislature is slow right now as it is. Mm-hmm. Even though text- got a slow dude in office that can't spell tap. <laughs> <laughs> tap. 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 I still maintain that the whole situation behind that is, like, once they figure out how to tax drugs, the way they tax alcohol oh, during prohibition, it's over. But until they yep, figure out how to do that, mm-hmm. we always going to have issues. You think Trump is going to uh, legalize it? Across, across the board. He's a businessman. He's going to figure out how to make yeah, it if it's, if, uh-huh. if it's a dollar to be made, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. he's going to do it. When, when he can benefit off of it? Yeah. Absolutely. And that's, that's the issue. He's got to figure out how to benefit. I'm a conspiracy theorist. That's what the wall is about. Mm-hmm. It's not that they really physically want to build a wall, even though that's what they're talking about, which is stupid. It's mm-hmm. metaphorically. like They want to be able to block the people that they feel like can't benefit the American government. Mm-hmm. So, when you have certain amounts of weed, certain types of weed, certain types of drugs mm-hmm. coming from South America through Mexico into the U.S., which, you know, of course, we have the largest border, like, that's where that shit comes from. And until they figure out who the major players are, how to tax them, how to rein them in and govern them, it's going to be an issue. They're going to try to hold back the legalization of weed. And until they figure out, you know, who are the biggest coke dealers and the biggest heroin dealers, they're going to keep talking about the wall. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. I think it's more metaphorical than physical. I don't think it's really like, oh, we really want to build a wall. They say that because it sounds so ludicrous. I think it's really a metaphorical situation. Like, look, we got to figure out who's who. Mm -hmm. And in order to figure out who's who, let's throw this, this net out here real quick. To get people to thinking about what we're saying mm-hmm. while we're still doing our research. And then when we figure out who's who, who's doing what, who's the Don Dada, you know, who's the El Chapos and all that kind of stuff, then we'll start to see a whole lot of other states fall in line. Yeah, but is it going to make this uh, America uh, great again? You know what I'm saying? Like, are we going to feel more safe because there's a wall built? Because you still got other criminals, uh, rapists. You know, all these other cats that, that do ill things, they're still here. Regardless if they uh if, if there's a wall built or not. They're yeah. still here. But are you threatened by them on an everyday basis? I mean, are we all? Everybody's threatened by somebody. We just we may not be in the in the forefront, like we may not be in front of the person that's threatening right. our livelihood and our and our peace. Right. Our peace of mind. Right. But they're surrounding us. You just don't they, they, they don't they don't advertise themselves. Like you don't ever see a rapist they got signs say, Oh yeah, I, I hit your little kid yesterday. You know what I mean? And she was good, she had she had hard Kool-Aid in her cereal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Today's <laughs> phrase, kid, hard Kool Aid. <laughs> oh, that's just how they do all day long. So, you know what I mean? They're not going to advertise what they do right, you think, know, on yeah. the surface. You know what I'm saying? So, they're, they're worth surrounded by. That's going to be the name like, of this podcast yeah. hard Kool Aid. <laughs> Absolutely. 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 <laughs> 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 write that down. It's funny that you say that. Um, see, my thing is the average person doesn't think about the detriments day in and day out. Like, there's no person that worries about what's going to hurt us every day. Mm-hmm. We don't. That's just one, 
the American culture is a bully culture. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we don't think about what can hurt us. Mm-hmm. Even though we know it's there, it's kind of, it's not in the forefront, just mm-hmm. like you said. Mm-hmm. So saying those things, it's like, I think the majority of people, we don't really think about it at all. So therefore, it doesn't bother. It's kind of out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. Until it's right there on the doorstep. We don't mm-hmm. care. You know. Now, when a situation presents itself, like right here, right now, like, oh, yeah, I'm mad. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but until it's there, we don't we don't care. So we're not thinking about all those things, even though they're mm-hmm. very prevalent. Mm-hmm. But because you don't really think about it until it actually happens to you, yeah, right? yeah. like or very yeah. close to you, or someone close to you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Right. That's, that's a, a life changing experience. There's no difference getting jacked uh, from your car. I don't know if y'all been jacked before in your car. I haven't. I know somebody. No, has. I definitely know somebody. I have. I remember at, in college, I had a system. I was knocking them joints, but that was my fault because I, I was knocking everywhere I went. A couple of months, couple of months after getting it, I went to my car, and uh, I noticed that the window was broken. It was like real slow. So I got in the car with rain, just like this. Got in the car on a Sunday. I was chilling. I was like, "This is a little cold." Was it like this? I said, "Oh, stop! My window." So the first thing I thought about was my CD player. Mm-hmm. So you know, I had the detachable joints. So I'm like, you know, pulling. But the problem is, okay, it's still there. And so I'm thinking, like, okay, if that's there, then what's, 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 when I took my face off and took it in the house. They took that radio and even more. I was like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. Y'all got my shit. Second time they hit me, that's when they took the face and they took my CDs. That's what I was mad about. It's, it's something different about the CDs as opposed yeah. to the CD player. Yep. Because I got yeah. my CDs. I got some CDs of mine, Jack, too. Yep. I can replace yeah. the radio. Yeah. I, can go get I ain't going to find these CDs no more. Especially the ones know. that you made on your own. Oh, man. My that man. Oh, yeah. CD. You, that $10 <laughs> package to <of> 100 <laughs> CDs. Yep. That yep. you know you put your hard on you Man. your hard work into all the hours and it's gone. Had that mm-hmm. Dr. Dre the Chronic in there and she got a plan of Dr. Dre. <laughs> I can't find this blend no more. I gotta I, I gotta become a DJ to remake this shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I'm you know how much it costs to be a DJ nowadays? I was yeah. I was worn one time, man, and it's it's funny that y'all say that, like, cause y'all gotten got like I've had the luxury to never have gotten got like that, as far as I know. Uh-huh. Like not where I've been broken into. Right. Like I, I felt like I've gotten CDs jacked, you know, and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I remember it was a guy. I'll never forget this. I was by the crib, and it was still when I had my Honda. And you know, they know. Like I used to have beat. I don't know if you remember, but um, it was nice. Yeah, I, I used to. <clears throat> yeah, motherfuckers would hear me coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll never forget. And uh, I ran into this random cat somewhere. And he was like, yeah, man, I saw you. Like, he had coordinates, motherfucker. He was like, I saw you at Cockrell Hill at 67 by the Valero. You were in the middle lane. You had your windows down. I was like, oh, wow. It's like, oh, no. Yeah, that was, they, they watch him. Yeah, that was Hell my yeah. cue. Right. Was, the streets is watching. watching. Yeah, that was, that was my cue right then. I was like, yeah. So... From there, like, I would keep my music down unless, like, I was on the freeway. Mm-hmm. Like, it, but when I was in a neighborhood or in an area where people could see me mm-hmm. or be close to me, it's going to be down. Yeah, man. It, that actually, like, to me, it's governed since I've been gotten, got multiple times. Actually, I got my, my rim stolen 
uh, outside of my house. Oh man! Go outside in its own bricks, bro. Word? Yeah. Yeah. That's so oh, it man. makes you it makes you like change your spending habits. You know what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. for my trip. Yep. I, I want to, you know, add some things to it, but like, I'm, oh. I'm scared to do it now. I want to as well. Like, you I want to keep everything factory. You don't want to make it look worthy enough of being jacked. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 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 outside, yeah. and you, you update the inside. Yes. Yeah. Still be cognizant of what you're doing. Like, mm-hmm. anything with a face that is sitting there, that's a, that's something I, I would be honest. Nah, I don't, I don't think since there. that vehicle, like, actually, since I had that vehicle, I've never, like, hooked the vehicle up since then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've had three three vehicles since then. Mm-hmm. You know, and the navigator's gone. Yeah, I'm not gonna Oh man, I remember that John. Yeah, I saw that year before last. Okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. I shouldn't have. In retrospect, I should have kept it. Yeah, but yeah, I, I got an avalanche now. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. I thought he said ambulance. It is. It sounded like. I got an ambulance. I got an ambulance. Don't fuck with me, nigga. What? I like your ass a lot of money. The lights up through traffic like no problem. This nigga with the ambulance? It's funny, though, like. Because I have a police officer in front of my car. And so, like, if I pull up behind you, you think I'm the police. Oh, oh yeah. So people get out of the way, yeah, and right. when I go by, I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 I hate that with them people in them old school cars, the old oh, cars. Yeah, old crowd That's kind of how I feel driving, yeah. and it's like, man, this motherfucker is faking the fuck. <laughs> you know, I be nervous. Yeah. Yeah. You rode by you and this Raekwon leaned all back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's what, I mean, side note, like, I've, I've worked closely to law enforcement the last few years. So, okay. it's like, I don't even look at that no more. Mm-hmm. Not that I felt like I'm, I would never get a ticket mm-hmm. or anything like that. It's just like, I don't know. It's like, I know kind of what to say to them now. So, it's like, I watch okay. the old Crown Vicks or the old Chargers pull out and motherfuckers <laughs> be scared and I just be laughing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because I can tell the difference. Right. And it's funny. I was having a conversation with Ron C. not mm-hmm. too long ago. Uh-huh. And uh, we pulled up. He was like, it's a law right there. I was like, it ain't a law. And I just disregarded it. Like, it was nothing. And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, I started naming stuff. And he was like, motherfucker, you work in the industry. Like, you can tell. Like, that's, you, you I can't tell. I'm a regular person. I can't yeah. see the difference. Right? You know, and, <laughs> yep. and that's true. We're civilians. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it's, I've seen it so much over the last few years. It's like, okay, I see the lights in the back window. Like, you wouldn't be looking for it. But mm-hmm. I can just see it. It just pops out to me. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing the type of wheels they have on because it's a different type of wheel. Like yeah. the steel yeah. wheels versus the hubcaps. And they'll trick you because they'll put the hubcaps on too even though they still have the wheels where they can move faster. Like people don't know that. Like police vehicles are tuned differently than uh, average civilian vehicle. Mm-hmm. Just so they can move through traffic faster. Okay. You know, even though they have fucking millions of dollars of equipment on them shits. They'll, they can still like go. They can still get up. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like looking at the fact that you know we went through a period of dodges. You know, we're on the road where you saw the Chargers all the time. Mm-hmm. Now you're starting to see them less because mm-hmm. they're just terrible vehicles, right? <laughs> you know, right. At what point did we start to condition ourselves to avoid police cars and slow down when we see them, like? At what point in your driving career? Was it immediately or was it something that you learned after getting a ticket? It was something I learned. Mine was immediate. I got I got two 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 ways. For me, 
brothers, I had 13 titties. That's that's impressive. I when you get to that 13, I'm, I'm not even okay. <laughs> When you get to that 13, not not three. <laughs> you get to that 13th, and you sit back and you think about all this money that had been spent. Dog, this, I put like this. At one point, I had three lawyers on speed dial. Good lord. From different counties. I kept their names. I remember in Denton, 06. True. In 06, uh, I had got hit with a ticket, went to a lawyer, had him take care of it. You know, he searched it out. Eight months later, it was done. I got a ticket two weeks later. Went back to his office. He was like, dude, what are you just in here? He said, dog, don't even tell me that. Give me the $100 and just leave. And that's exactly what I did. It was that bad. So, when yeah, I think I got yeah, that once. I need his number. Oh, that was awesome. Young cat too at the time. But yeah, so so when when I really sat and thought about all this money that had been gone and then like the struggles of life, I put it all together in, in, in perspective. It really hit me hard. But the second one is remember what went down in Dallas not too long ago with the with the cops and then the dude that killed that killed the cop or uh-huh. whatever mm-hmm. and all that. The very next day, I had never felt more scared in my life. Like I was really petrified about even driving to work because mm-hmm. all I kept thinking about is that, okay, but all these cops they got they got hit up. What about everyone else? How are they feeling? Yeah. You know, by the time I got on the road, I saw like four different cops everywhere. Yeah. And all I kept thinking is about <clears throat> is if I get stopped, is this it? Yeah. Am I out? That's you know what I'm saying, and it's crazy that we have to think about that. Everybody doesn't have to think about that right. because we're black men. That is that has come to the forefront of thinking that. Yep. And I know me, like I've I've had some wild situations in my life where I'm like, "Fuck you!" Like I don't care if you got a gun or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they witnessed a couple mm-hmm. of them, you know, and like me, I'm just like whatever. And then I went through my period of fear, and then now like I'm back on that like. It is what it is. Yeah. I'm good now. Not that I try to provoke those situations, because I don't, like, you know, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, whatever. I don't, I don't give a shit what you're talking about. Whatever, man. Mm-hmm. You're being stupid right now. You're not looking at it like I'm seeing it. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy, like, at 19 years old, I was saying this shit and should not have. <laughs> right, right. Or should I have? Well, you were being real. True. That's what I'm saying. Good. Like, you know, I yeah. think you still knew what you was talking about. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It can happen. You just every every, every person is different. Every cop is different. I've met plenty friendly cops. Like, brother, yeah. I'm just slowing you down when I want you to get caught up in this and third. You right the corner just make it home safe. And you got yeah. the ass. I've had those two. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, fortunately, I've, I've had more nice cops than assholes. I don't, yeah. I don't even know if I had an asshole cop. That's ever stopped me at all the times I've been stopped. No, I've, 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 I've dealt with some asshole no, cops. I have. Really? Yes. I've never, I've never had an asshole cop. Well, one, one. What's ironic about it is I knew him, mm. and he was all chummy and shit. Yeah. You know, he had to hit you with a trike. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, hey man, let me go and write you this shit for. Uh, well, first of all, the first was being black. <laughs> Don't do that shit no more. Okay? First of he pulled me over as I was turning into work. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, that sucks though. You got to be late for that ticket. I've been there. I've been there too. Oh, yeah. I've been there too. Oh, yeah. that's Shitty day. I got pulled over in the parking lot of my job. In the parking lot. Yep. In the parking. Lot. Did, did, people, what, did your coworker see you? Talking yeah. About? They all come out. In the window. Like, we saw you, dog. Yeah, we got you. We saw you. So we thought you weren't no. gonna make it in, bro. The worst one. I got out of a ticket like that. Because you was at work. 
I wasn't going to work. I was going to kick it. Actually, I was going to drink, but I was already drunk. I get it. But I was where I was going. I pulled right. into where I was going, and I was like, "Man, look! By the time you run this test, you know, give me the sobriety test. Like, that's the time for me to walk from here back into the bar. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be sober again. Like, you're wasting your time because I'm already here. It'd be a difference if I was driving the street. Like, uh-huh. you pulled me when I was pulling into the parking lot where I'm going. Right. Now the messed up part is like I had I had a bottle like uh, in my vehicle, no, 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 no. and I was like, "Shit, I hope this motherfucker don't see right. that bottle." Oh yeah, I definitely because I didn't expect to get pulled over. So it's like if my movements would have been exaggerated trying to hide the bottle, so they would have been looking for it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was my biggest thing at that point in time. Was like, look, like I was politic, and I was like, look, I'm already where I'm trying to go. Like I literally was coming here. This is where I was going to park. Like, and of course, you know, they're going to make it so, no, this is not what you're doing. I'm trying to get you to slip up. Yeah. But that's literally what I was doing. I was like, look, I was trying to park here. This is where I was going. I'm going to go to that bar over there. Mm-hmm. By the time I get out of my car and go over there, like, it's going to be a waste of your time. So you might as well just let me go. Man, do you remember? We, we went to a party. It was in, in Greenville Avenue, I want to say. And um, it was me, you, and Mark, I want to say. And they had, um, it, it must have been, I don't know what the hell happened. I want to say, I want to say, god dang, it was a big party. And we each had like a bottle of... Crooked Eye? No. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> so, so hard. Kool-Aid. <laughs> it was a bottle of uh, some sort of champagne. I can't remember which, what it was. It was something expensive. You don't remember this shit? Okay, keep talking now. So I'm trying to catch up. We each had a bottle of it. We singing and shit, dancing and all that shit. Everything was cool. We left. I never had no bottle of shit like this. I took the bottle with me. Where did we go? Where did we go? I can't remember the name of the club. It was over there by K Lounge. It was in that same vicinity. It was in Greenville, and it was fucking packed. I feel like goddamn. I don't know. I don't know. It was a big DJ that side. Yeah, it was on that same side. That had to be either Eight Lounge or Eight Lounge sounds so. It it may have been Eight. It may have been a. There was a place next to that though that was jumping too. Man, I mean, when I say it was, it was big. Like it was. I, I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember the name of the place. But yeah, so it was. It was on the further end uh, by K Lounge though. Yes, like K Lounge was here. The place was here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. So you know, after the thing, I, I still had that bottle. Mm-hmm. I took it with me, and I was going to meet a young lady. We're gonna do some Bible study that night. <laughs> so, laying hands. Laying hands. So, but she was in Arlington. Get to know each other. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And so, but she was in Arlington. So I had, to, I had to drive. Now I was not drunk, but I had been drinking. Right. Yeah. And so I drove over there, and I'm right. And she wanted. She didn't want to go to the house. Mm-hmm. She wanted to go to a more centralized location. Which we call a hotel. So, ah, okay. so we, we, I was, I was, I mean, I'm about to go into the hotel. Got lit up, I was, and I got the bottle yep. in the seat next to me. Yep. And the dude comes in, you know, he comes, and you know, everything all right, and blah blah. blah you look yep. lost, and I was, I was lost. Mm-hmm. I didn't know where it was, mm-hmm. and so he shines the light in right on the bottle. Ah, oh, dude, dude. But for some reason. He didn't say anything about it. And he Bro, was like, where are you going? I was like, I'm going right there. He's because like, that situation 
creates a problem for him. Like he doesn't know where you're going, and you don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I pull this cat over. He doesn't know where he's going. I can I can throw that out there to create doubt. But you create as much doubt because you're like, yeah, I don't know where I'm going. That's why I came here to this hotel because I don't want to drive anymore. Yeah. That negates everything that he pulled you over for. That's, mm-hmm. that's safety right there. Like, yeah. you right there where you can go to sleep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And I picked that up just from being in the industry. Mm-hmm. Like, I, the stuff I was saying before, like, it was just, it, it, it sounded like common sense. Yeah. But I didn't know that's the way they think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, so having friends in law enforcement now and then working with law enforcement as close as I have, the situations that we've been in, we're fortunate because we've been fortunate to say what we needed to say. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't even that we were smart guys. Like, we literally, like, we were cognizant of, well, where we were, what we were doing, mm-hmm. what we were trying to do, what we needed to make happen. You know, and I think I mentioned this to a mutual friend the other day. Um, there's no sense of being afraid for our kids, you know, in, in this era. Kind of, yes, but there's we live in the information age, and all of us are very savvy at finding whatever we need when we need it. Uh-huh. So there's no excuse for our kids not to understand the era that they live in. And that's part of what we need to... Now, I'm not saying that they are going to pick up on everything that we impress upon them. What I'm right. simply saying is... <clears throat> You know, telling them the, the the era that we live in, the situations that we have to deal with as black men and having black families, like you're going to come across this. Mm-hmm. You best be prepared for it. Mm-hmm. It behooves you to be prepared. You know, and I think we don't we don't give that enough credence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we just kind of expect like the lives we live mm-hmm. to kind of like play out in the best benefit because of the good people that we are. And now the reality is it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. You know, we could get out of a lot of situations. We can avoid a lot of situations if we prepare each other True. for those things. True. Yeah. yeah. I talked to my son and his friends about that a lot, you know, yeah. especially this past year with all the shit that went down, yep. you know, I'm like, Hey, here's the deal. You can't do what your white teammates do. You can't talk like they talk. You can't act and sometimes you can't even go the same places they go. It's fucked up, but it's real. Mm-hmm. Now he said, be you. Make sure that you're smart. Make sure if there's ever a situation where a cop is, be respectful at this point because right now you don't have the knowledge <clears throat> to to combat that police officer. Mm-hmm. When you yeah. learn and you know your shit, respectfully, you can. Yeah. But yeah. Right now, especially in this heated moment, do whatever the fuck you gotta do to come back home. Right. Plain and simple. Right. Let me call my dad in a conversation with you and that cop. Mm-hmm. Let me call my dad. That's it. Yeah, that's the yeah. scary thing about them driving and, and all that stuff, man. Yeah. I think we're even saying that though, let me call my dad. Like, I think you need to equip them with the knowledge to navigate that situation. Because yeah, what, yeah. If, what if he impedes that? What if he's mm-hmm. like, no? You know, what if he's like, well, no, I just want to make sure to search the car to make sure everything's good. Like, mm-hmm. I've been in that situation. Yeah. We easily can say no, like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. But why? Why, why wouldn't you do that? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm, I haven't, in my mind, I haven't done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm trying to make sure you feel like I haven't done anything wrong, so you let me go. Mm-hmm. But not knowing what their motive is. Uh-huh. And I think that it's hard to impress upon, because I've been in that situation mm-hmm. as a 20-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. And I'll say that, as, as, as grown as I thought I was as, at 20, I was not. Uh-huh. And I was in that situation, you know, with Cedar Hill. And, and I'm not going to condemn them for doing their job. Like, I think Cedar Hill has a great force. But, like, I got stopped for situations that I didn't know what was going on. Like, I got stopped because I had switched the lights on, the uh, accessory lights on the back of my vehicle. I had white lenses with blue bulbs in them. Okay. I was stopped because in the state of Texas, they didn't even need to be red or yellow mm-hmm. at the time. I was like, well, I don't get that because I'm not a first responder. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a fleet vehicle. I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. so why does that matter? Mm-hmm. But of course, that's why I was pulled over. So I couldn't really argue that. But it's all about what you say to them. They tell you it's not, a, you know, everything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. Uh-huh. The court of law extends past the court. That's what people don't get. Yeah. If it didn't, they wouldn't bring what you say into the court. Right. But a lot of people look at it, they don't look at the back and forth with that. So I think as people, and extending to our kids and our loved ones, they need to be coached into what to say and how to say it because they use what you say against you. We don't get that. Like we think we're doing, and I, I say that, I say we, I'm really talking about me. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've done anything wrong. I just want to cooperate with you because I view you as a position of authority. Mm-hmm. And I just want to get back to doing what I was doing. Not that mm-hmm. I was doing anything wrong. And if I was doing anything <laughs> wrong, it, it wasn't a hurtful situation. Uh-huh. So I just want to make sure like we're good. Like my bad. I hate it for you to stop, but I'm good. Mm-hmm. I don't think we look at it like that at all. Right. You gave me a situation to stop you. So I'm trying to look for any and everything I can mm-hmm. in order to warrant the stop. I think that's the least obstructive way to say it. Uh-huh. I'm not thinking that they're less necessarily looking for something. Uh-huh. But because I had to stop you, I need to make sure this stop is validated. Yeah, right. right. Justify the stopping. <clears throat> uh-huh. Because I, they don't, they don't stop you for no reason. And if they mm-hmm. did, they're gonna find a reason. Mm-hmm. So we have to do everything we can to not give them a reason. Mm-hmm. Whether it's whatever they pull us over for, whatever they think, it needs to be the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's where mm-hmm. that's where I'm sure. at at this point in in my life. Sure did. Yeah. So, sure did. She means stop the pace on Zion. Oh, I, I, one thing I developed is yes, sir, and no, sir. I did. Okay. <laughs> you know Let me ask you this: like, so, of the times you've been stopped, are you wrong? Oh, absolutely. So you are in the wrong. Oh, I'm speeding. What, what did I say? R. Kelly, for Rick I was speeding for real. That, 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 so I had to learn how to, how to take the foot out there. On the pedal now, I do a lot of cruise control nowadays. I've okay. learned that you know slow motion is the best motion. Okay. You know what I mean when it comes to driving. So that's that's the situation. But uh, I have been stopped uh, before for, uh, and they thought that well I was drinking or whatever, and I had to do the uh, the test. You know, mm-hmm. walking the line. I've done that twice uh, in my life. One time I did have a bottle in the back. I think it was a Corona bottle. It was empty. 
They never flashed it. Mm. I couldn't believe it. It was like it was like six deep. It was six deep. Never flashed it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and fortunately, <laughs> and I and I cater this to the marching band experience. I had learned how to walk in a straight line with my body being leveled. <laughs> that's what there you go. Up. That experience got me off. See, and that, that's, I, crazy. I think that's yeah. exactly the, that's the thing that people. Everybody doesn't have that experience for right. one mm-hmm. to be able to train their body to do those things. Mm-hmm. Right. But there are things you can do to get out of those situations mm-hmm. like that. And I think we don't give ourselves enough credit to know our own experiences to be able to negate the situations that come that when we come into law enforcement. Because right. they don't have the same experiences we do. Right. We, we just kind of like look at their badge and their gun and say, okay, we're going to let them lead the conversation. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. When it gets to that, it's, it's, it's man to man, I've been woman on, to woman. I've been on that from the beginning. Yeah. That, that's why I was, and everybody looks at me like, no, don't say that. No, fuck that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, no. I'm not getting the ticket. I'm not going to jail. Yeah. Like, I just... And it looks crazy, like, because I've always been that that one guy. Like, I, I consider myself a maverick in some aspects, not all. And you know, they can tell you they've laughed and joked and been like, "Man, in here, man, I don't know." Yeah. You know? <laughs> but it was those reasons why I did what I did. It's like, man, I ain't getting in trouble. Like, forget this. Like, I I can't explain this shit to my mom and them. Yeah. Right. I can't do that. Right. But, you right. know. So, and it wasn't that I was being crazy. It was I was thinking about. Like what I didn't want to deal with, uh-huh. and what I could, it's like, man, shit. How am I gonna explain this shit when I get home? Like, what is this phone call gonna mean at two o'clock in the morning? Like, that's what was going through my head. So it was just like, uh-huh. no, 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 no. That's not what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And it was fear, but yeah. not fear, fear of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. fear, fear of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, fear your mama. Shit, my mom and my dad, they want to go off that shit. Yeah. What you get in trouble for? You did what? All right. <laughs> Thank you, officer. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank and you. they go talk to them mm-hmm. like they go, man, shit. My parents always told me, man, you going to jail, I'm not building you out. Right. Ditto. Always. And that's what kept me out. Uh, my mama bailed me out. And out. they came again. times. <laughs> So I sure appreciate that, man. Yeah. <laughs> told me that. Sure appreciate Wait, that. This thing, yo. First time I went to jail and didn't. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, what was it? Mm-hmm. I had to call collect, and at that time, cell phones wasn't taking collect calls, right, so right. I had to call home. My sister answered the phone. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Shit, what can we do?" Um, so you know, it was collect calls. So I had to get off the phone. Mm-hmm. So they call him. <laughs> and they was like, okay, Antoine, well, we've never dealt with anything like this. Um, what do we do? I was like, why the hell do you think I know? <laughs> think it's like I guess I'm not in there. You said, you know your best friend said to leave you in jail? I was like, shit, I don't know. I was like, <laughs> but I mean, that, that's the thought process you go through. I was like, nigga, I don't know. I don't know. Nigga, I don't know. What do you do? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Wow. That shit was funny to me. Later, it got it was funny. Yeah. yeah. I, was I, was right. Right. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. I can't at me. bail you out, man. I ain't got the money for that. That's why you shouldn't kick it with him. Because no, that really ain't what it is, man. I'm telling you. So true. Yeah. So I, like, I hope y'all not looking to me for money because I ain't got it. Hey, I done thought on the fly many a times, man. I'm telling you. Like, shit. Mm-mm. 
a lot of times, like a few of the times, it was just adrenaline. Like, that's just what came first. Yeah. Man. Yeah, unfortunately, at this point, well versed in how to get out of these situations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I've had a lot of experience. Good, yeah, but but I mean, hopefully, I my really, kids yeah. don't have to face this stuff. But I don't know. Well, um, I think if they do, that's all I was saying. It's like just make sure they know what to say mm-hmm. and how to say it. Like recognize the cues. Yeah, and because I I know that's what I'm saying from my experience. Like. One time that I got in trouble, you know, it was because I didn't recognize the cues. I was just doing what I thought I needed to do mm-hmm. as a civilian, as a citizen, as someone that has been stopped. Okay, tell the truth. Everything will be okay. No, nigga. <laughs> that is not necessarily so anything you say can and will be used against you. And if you say too much, I didn't know the law. <coughs> yeah. I didn't know the law. Like, I was right. being honest to his question. But the law dictated that, yeah, I got to take you to jail because I was 20 because years old. Because you said it. Yeah, because I said it. Mm-hmm. Not because it happened, because I said it. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, I was 20 years old and had a beer. A beer. Yeah. So don't, don't be answering questions they didn't ask you. You got to take me in. Yeah. I wasn't drunk or anything. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> but. You been drinking tonight? Mm-mm. Yeah. Because now he has to prove it. Mm-hmm. Right. The honest proof is on him, not yeah. you. Yep. And that's, a lot of people don't get that. And that's what we need to teach our people in terms of everything that we come across. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, our people in general need to know more about the law. I feel like back yeah. in the 60s, when the civil rights movement was, was really popping off, uh-huh. they knew more about the law, about legislature, how things work on the lower level, on the personal level, right. all the way up to, you know, you know, Congress and things like that. They knew more about the law than we do. And we trust the system Way too much. We trust yeah, the we system to run itself way too much, and we shouldn't be Absolutely like that. Absolutely right. And that's a business, a business within itself too. Oh yeah. Because yeah. these jails, they, they they make money hand over fist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Each each inmate. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 13, show on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Thirteen. Oscar nominated. You ain't oh, seen it. I still haven't seen it yet. Oh, you need tonight. It. I know, man, but I've been, I've been drinking too much of that hard Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> and it took me off, off, off the, uh, the, the path to watch it. No, for real. Uh, yeah, I think it's like thousands of dollars they make for each, each inmate. And when, it, and when it's empty, they're trying to find somebody to fill that joint. Yep. They're trying to keep these cats off. It's big business. It's a yeah. corporation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They're trying to keep you off, off these streets. They want you in there. Yeah, you know it, yeah, as long as there's money to be made from it. Absolutely. They're yeah. doing it. And that's we, all we look at it as the scales of justice, the way the you know civil rights moved it, and it's not. It's it's moved past that. It's big business, and when we recognize that we are a commodity in this scheme of big business, then we'll get it. But right, we don't view it in that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we're like one of the biggest consumers. We are the biggest consumer in this country. Mm-hmm. Regardless of number, just because of the numbers we spend on everything from clothing to food to whatever, mm-hmm. we don't we don't view it in that way, you know. Absolutely right. And yeah. there are so many other things that are problematic with spending money in our own uh, community to not spending as much money in the other areas to business infrastructure to the politics of it that we're talking about, like. Knowing who our politicians are, getting our own politicians in, the politicians that benefit us and, and what we want to see happen. Like, 
Yeah, we we just got to stop thinking as a as a community. Stop thinking that stuff's going to get taken care of for us because it's not. Yeah, we got to no make it happen. Feel no, like it's going to get taken care of, but it ain't going to be the way you want it. Yeah, because you like didn't say that. And voting when the president um, has yeah. been that uh-huh. it is too late. If yeah. that's what you're doing, yes. and it's too late to yeah. make a difference, it's too late. For you. It's too late.
So yeah, you know, news outlets. That's why I don't watch them. I, I'd rather read about it than, than to watch it because it's, it's just oh, it's it's overkill at this point. We already know what's coming, and they keep. I don't know why people keep feeding into it. No, they're trying to keep you in fear for for a reason. They want you to be scared. But that's, that's the problem. We don't know what the reason is, so it's exactly. hard to get behind that. Exactly. Right. So it's like hard to concern. Oh well, they're not putting me in fear if I don't know what the reason is. Mm-hmm. So you kind of like let it go. If you know what the reason is, then you can conceivably understand that it's right. true. You know, it's it's a reason for this shit. It's real. Mm-hmm. It's real. And so I do as much reading as I can, and I know I know when it comes to uh, sharing uh, the children, you know, then letting them know what's real. Uh, when it comes to like cops and everything like that, but my for me it's, it's a little different because I got a biracial kid, yeah. so she got to figure out who she is, and I can't teach her that. Right. So you know, saying her mama can, but that's going to be between them two, or it might be on her own. She might have to recognize some things uh, when it actually happens for her to recognize that she's black in uh-huh. in in America's eyes, in the world eyes, uh, world's view. So it's, it's taking me a little bit longer to. Figure out when to have that conversation. It's got to be a, a weird thing, and I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to face that with Christian. I'm not sure because if you don't, well, because because he's I think mixed with two with two minority yeah. cultures, so he knows I'm I'm a minority. You know, so right, you right. Know, it's not going to really be that big of a deal, really. But I think if you mix with white and, and a minority. Situation I think you will. I don't think it'll be as. I think it'll be different. I don't think it's the same dynamic as what Christian mm-hmm. is dealing with. I can agree because of that reason. Um, I think the black culture obviously will accept them more than their other culture. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the, the white culture will frown more mm-hmm. than they will, especially where she lives, where mm-hmm. Sandy lives. Mm-hmm. Christian, I think, living here will get it less. Yeah, depending. On who he deals with, mm-hmm. and if he gravitates more to his Hispanic side, I think it'll be brought more to him yeah. than if he gravitates more to the black side of him. Yeah, I think a lot of that's going to be dictated by where we are, who he's around. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, because you know, right now, you know, if you ask him what he is, he, I'm brown. He's, that's that's kids all I know. Okay. Yeah. Kids are I'm brown. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, as far as he's concerned, you know, there's kids at the school that are Indian. He's, they brown too. They brown too. I'm yeah. just like you. No, you're not. Yeah, in his eyes, yeah, same thing. But but they are. Yeah, exactly. They, right. Right. And I think he's in the he's actually in the prime opportunity to be the middle of the melting pot. Mm-hmm. I mean, just from his family life. Yeah. You know what I mean, so like looking at that, I don't know. I mean. Obviously, you know, I wish him the best and everything that I can do to make that work, I will. But it ain't up to me. Yeah. You know, and it's just the world we live in, man. Like, it's funny. Like, I was talking about this and this is scaling back to a whole different perspective. But whenever I meet, like, chicks, black chicks, we start to converse the first thing they think of is, oh, you seem like you date white chicks. Really? They say that? Mm, yes. Yeah. I get that a yeah. lot. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I get angry behind it because the irony is that I have not dated, mm-hmm. seriously dated, I'm right. not going to say not dated, because I've always been attracted to all women. Mm-hmm. 
um, I have an affinity for Hispanic women. I love black women, and white women are cool. You know, I, I, <laughs> y'all laugh, but I, I find the whole the race. <laughs> I find beauty all of you, all of you. I find beauty in all women. Y'all straight? <laughs> I find beauty in all women. You can but come never, to the party. You're not a guest of honor. Nor have I banged the white. Uh, let's just say general admission. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you're not VIP. You okay? Yeah. But you, you hear? Standing room only. I feel. I mean, yeah. shit, I haven't dated the Indian before. Not that I wouldn't. But, I just haven't. Yeah, but not that I wouldn't. You see not what I'm saying? That I wouldn't. So, right. And that, that's where I'm at with it. Right. But if you look at it from the opposite perspective, because this is something that came up in a group that I was in about how black women view black men, and the situation is such that. They have to even wonder if we find them attractive right. from two perspectives. Keep going. <laughs> Are they attractive from do we even like black women or from two ways? Do we like men? Uh-huh. Which is stupid in my perspective. Very. Because I there's a whole different dynamic to that. Or are we attracted to anything other than a black woman. Not men at all, but anything other than a black woman. Like, right. We'll date outside our race. Ooh, yeah. Is it saying we don't want to date black women? Right. So we'll date everything else. Yeah. As opposed to just saying, I'm not attracted to you. But what's that predicated right. on? Is what mm-hmm. my, right. And I, I turn it into a talking point. Because mm-hmm. it's like, look, man, like, are you, are you saying that based on how I talk? Based on where you met me? Based on the perception of what you think I am, <laughs> let me go ahead and turn that around real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, and once they realize I am black in their perspective, then everything changes. Mm-hmm. But it's that initial meeting that they're like, "Well, you're not the regular black guy I would meet." Right. It's funny because I, I get I get the I get the uh, you you don't sound like you're from Dallas or you don't sound like you're from Texas. Yeah. I get that that part. That's that Dunkerville man. I, I feel like yeah. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I, I hope it sticks that it sticks that way for the rest mm-hmm. of my life. I win with I that until it. I'm out of Texas. Until it yeah. doesn't sound like I'm from yeah. Texas. Then you got for right. Yeah. It's weird how they work. In home runs. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You can yeah. have to actually come out strong. Right. <laughs> All yeah. purpose. Yeah. Because I get I did not go to Dunk uh, to Kimball. Because you know, I mean it's still same. It was like you didn't go to no Kimballs. Look but, at you. Listen so, to you. So, like, so, but I did. What does that mean? Like, I, that's what I'm exactly. Like, that's like, why, why, why do we keep you in the box? I keep saying that. Yeah. You can't keep. You gotta let people grow. Yeah, you do. You have to. Like that. That saying, you can't judge a book by its cover. Like that's so strong. It is. But we recognize it more that we're older. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yet. But yet. Even though I'm not gonna say we still don't judge by. Yeah. It. Yeah. That's oh, what I was gonna say. Like even though we believe in that. Everybody does it. We are the bias. We are Everybody a, does it. It's, but I mean, that's. I mean, I think that's just part of how we're built. Like this is part of who we are. Yeah. You know, we we assess situations. It's how we assess them. It's how we figure it out. It's how we figure out threats. Who our friends are. Yep. What's going to be beneficial to us in a situation? We got to look and see. Okay. True. Okay. White dude. He's got a polo shirt on and khakis. Okay. He's not a threat. I mean, like it's, it's just yeah, it's just how we are. That's yeah. right. Terminator camp. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah, I mean, think about the places that you actually uh, frequent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, 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 I don't know, Taco Diner as opposed to the Booby Club. But that's that, that's why I get that. Though. Right. Right. 
Which is crazy. Depends where the hard Kool Aid is. <laughs> 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 How much it costs? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Price dictates all. Oh. That's exactly <laughs> that's exactly why I get yeah. what I get because I'm out frequently and the spots where I kick it is which is stupid to me, but it's it's not normally where my people would hang out. Mm-hmm. But I recognize it's for a reason. Mm-hmm. But at the same time it's like, how does that dictate who my romantic interests are? Mm-hmm. But at the same time I get that too. Mm-hmm. Because Okay, well, these women are around, so I assume that's why you go there. Mm-hmm. But that's because that's why you go to the bar. Mm-hmm. That's not why I go to the bar. Okay. Right. You know, I don't go to the bar to meet chicks. If I meet chicks at the bar, it's because I just met them. Mm-hmm. I don't go there for that reason. Mm-hmm. But that's your reason for wanting to go mm-hmm. out to meet guys. Is oh, I'm going to go to this bar because these guys go here, and that's what I'm going to meet. Mm-hmm. So you judge me based on your predisposition. Mm-hmm. Which is... It's crazy because it's crazy because we're more than that. Just what you said, we can't put people in a box. And although I'm guilty of it, I think I do a good job of letting people out of the box. Mm -hmm. I think Uh I could be wrong, but so yeah, I was. I mean, this is a side note for another podcast, but I think this would be a beneficial conversation with women involved in it to see absolutely yeah to see you know. Black women specifically, since that's what we're kind of talking about. But yeah, but you know, what what is their viewpoint on black men? Like when, oh, when I can, just based on that, because that was an actual topic that was posted mm-hmm. that I commented on. Yeah, like yeah, we can get going on that. I can bring two, three, four people in on that shit. Yeah, that, that that's gonna yeah, that's for future reference. We don't have mm-hmm. that shit. It's happening. Yeah, battle of the damn sexes again, again. <laughs> yep, the, the rematch. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. we can break that up into shit two, three, four episodes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because my gosh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it's yeah. on you, bro. Why is it on me? Because you're you, the fucking host. You're the producer. You're the producer. Well, okay. So I'm gonna get offside and tell you, nigga, stop the show. <laughs> See, that's all you got to say. <laughs> well, we gonna wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, so uh, uh, definitely appreciate Christian uh, coming through. I had a great time. Dville's uh, finest. Absolutely. We gonna get you some hard Kool Aid. Oh no, we we recovering. <laughs> <laughs> Whole case. No, we good today. So, uh, but yeah, next time uh, we are gonna continue a portion of this conversation. Because, uh, I mean, we got some stuff that we didn't even get to in this one, but, yeah, this is a good conversation, though, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for, yeah. Sure. for sure. Absolutely. Appreciate right. y'all. Welcome. So, always love family. We love y'all to death. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. Tune in next time. Hey, man, Derek, we got to get some food next time, bro. For sure. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, hey, man, keep your eyes open. We about to funnel some more traffic through the group. That way we can talk to you on a more regular basis that way you don't necessarily have to tune in and when you tune in you can um, you can always reach all of us we're all on social media uh, me you mm-hmm. can find me uh, ye evil owl on um, twitter uh, as well as instagram uh, steve is on uh, I'm on instagram um, captain america mhm there it is it's on uh, <laughs> black planet in my space is uh, <laughs> <laughs> yo Nah, everybody know I'm Antoine Jackson on everything. So, um, 
Yeah, you can always reach out to us and tell everybody to download the damn podcast. Yeah, Hollywood iTunes. Park Podcast, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, uh, SoundCloud. God dang, uh, Hollywood Park on Shit, YouTube. Check out some is, of the videos. LimeWire, everything. Yeah. yeah, for real. LimeWire, wow. Yeah, hey, bro. that shit worked better for me. I, I, that LimeWire, I got some good mixtapes. Yeah, I got some that. terrible viruses from that shit. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it crashed, crashed my deal. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Yeah, well, I always use somebody else's computer, so. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have a cell phone now. Bear Share. That's my mostly I do. Bear Share. Oh, Bear Share. Wow. Yes. Wow. Damn. Yeah, I was on that. I was on Bear Share. All right now, peace out. All right. Don't give me your swing. I got mine, and that's the thing. Don't give me your swing. I got mine, and that's the thing. Blase, blase, blase. Who names Belvin? And I photographed the stash. Had the alley on the Haney slash. Finding out the crash. Swerving got the Lala on the dash. Getting bent up in the armor truck. Stuck him for his glam. Shit is candy ends. Now we moving on the ancient lands and use the science of vision for the Valentino Garavani. Fuck a money, bought a plea above these climbs. Heist the harbors. Word the Godfather's getting bleed. Tasting on Serana down the Venice. Telling Sire about my alley. Venom. That's how it was, cuz now they got us blaming at the fuzz. It's all gun that poses on the bed and roses getting drunk. Wrap them in the row, leave them on the roof till we stink. Hit the pool hall, flare the calico and watch the flame moving on Picasso. Painting my portraits and condos, cuz when the low blows, only the low knows. Hey, hey, the low don't knows. give me a swing, I got mines and that's the thing. Blase, 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 who named Belvin? Don't give me your swing, I got mine and that's the thing. Blase, 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 who named Belvin? Yes, I don't hate players, I'm from the crown rhyme sayers. Whatever, kid. Say it's get down with no delay.